Something happened to you in the bathroom. Correct. What? Which bathroom? Downstairs bathroom. Did it happen to you or did it happen from you to the bathroom? Nope. Okay, you couldn't poop. That sucks. Nope, that's not oh. it. Oh, well, we'll see what happened. There's a letter at my mother's house. Came with a folded flag. It said right now I'm coming home in a body bag. It's a pride and a pain that I want in the same. It's a pride and cigarette. It's a horrible dream. There's a man in an office who's going to parts. And a woman who watches TV. But she doesn't get those jokes. Told by the late night talk show host. But for some reason she laughs anyway. There's soap in my bathroom and it's all covered in hairs There's a soap in my brain and it's all covered in prayers There's a girl in this town who doesn't know I exist There's a world that sets a pride and a pain in my face There's twelve empty bottles on this table tonight There's four lights on fire and four burning eyes And something will explode Someone will run out of never Five, four, three. Wow! Poor Man Show! Welcome to the basement. This is Puke yelling into a microphone as always. And uh, there's too many people here for me to name off, so uh, let's just go around in a clockwise pattern. My name is James. To my left. Uh, my name is Gabriella. My name is Brett. I'm Alice. My name is Daniel. I'm Andrew, the former uh, ping pong champion of Pittsburgh. Former I was ping bested by Brett last night. Now he's what? the king. He's the king pong. Well, that's a real shame. Welcome to episode 493. Go to portmanshow.com slash VIP for as little as $5 a month. Sign up for the Private Channel Lounge and get extra content uh, on occasion. Or reach out to us <laughs> if you want to buy us a ping pong table, because I really want one. What? How many things do you have now that you don't use? Not that many. I feel like you do. You have way more things than I do that you don't use. Oh, uh, boy. I use everything. Volume of things. On occasion. Number of things. Yeah. You're giving things away. Things that are expensive. You gave me a Fitbit. Oh, yeah, because I bought a better thing. Yeah. So That was very nice of you. You want You're a Garmin welcome. watch? What? You have one? No. Yeah. Yes, I need to upgrade. Oh, wait. Oh, you had a Garmin watch? I'll be right back. Yeah, Andrew. No, don't give it to me. Keep it. So give it to your mom. There's now two oh, things. Yeah. two things that Andrew has gotten... And purchase that were like electronic or technology based. One was a Garmin smartwatch, and the other was uh, the sous vide. He purchased something technologically advanced that I didn't have, and that's the you know the universe doesn't like that. So then I had to buy my own. Blame it on the universe. Yeah, because uh, you know I had to keep up my you know my uh, score so to speak in the how many useless fucking gadgets do I own. The material karma score. <laughs> yeah. I'm not taking this. Brett now has a Garmin oh, watch. Pretty. Describe how sleek that thing is, though, please. <laughs> it's got a nice weight. It's got a nice band. It's uh, shiny, and I don't... Uh, maybe it has some kind of digital display. It's one of those watches where the numbers aren't on the face, so it shows that you're a real quick thinker if you're wearing one of those bad boys. It also tells you the time digitally. Uh, well, never mind. That's a little screen. Yeah. Mine's pure digital because I can't read... Uh, arms yeah. yeah there's no way i'm taking this <laughs> why well that's very insulting why not it's not insulting it's very insulting why are you insulted i'm very insulted it's why? not you can't judge how insulted i am can i have it yeah sure because <laughs> puke gate because that undermines puke number one i'm s i hate to bring this up on the show we're upgrading this is what we do though bring it up 
bring up bring up that mic to your face. <laughs> I made a New Year's resolution not to accept gifts from Jews. <laughs> <laughs> There's always strings attached. Here you go, Alex. Yes, Good luck. Look at me now I look cool. Uh, seriously, I feel like if I take it, it undermines the fact that Puke gave me one. Do you feel insulted? No. But I don't, I don't know. I don't like it. Mainly, I gave it to Brett because I was like, who the fuck? Like, I don't I don't want to just throw it away. It, it worked. And I was like, oh, I bet Brett could use it. And giving it to Andrea would be a horrible life decision for me. Oh, my God. How could she oh. figure out a smartwatch? <laughs> Do you know how many conversations would come out of this? You're also tech support. If you give her something, yeah. you're also tech she support. She would also go, how do I read a watch? Yeah. On the phone to you. No, yeah. she had a Rolex at one point. She could read it. She yeah. wears watches. Yeah. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, but the, then then something would like vibrate or what's back there? No, what I'm, I'm trying to think where the charger is for it. So <laughs> I, I thought can maybe give there Alice was the charger oh, too. I, I think it might be attached to that charger. I thought for port. sure there was a snake or a bat somewhere back there. I don't, just I don't violently... have to turn it on. I can just look at how pretty it is. That'll be enough for me. <laughs> the simplest, I'd say the simplest truth is I have already wanted to familiarize myself. I just got rid of the one that I had in preparation for switching back over to the Fitbit. And I don't want to throw out what I've done, uh, so I'm going to go with the Fitbit. <laughs> so it's like, in honor of Puke giving it to me as a gift, and two, for my own convenience, I'm going with the Fitbit. I already have the software. I mean, it wasn't that great of a gift, because I was just like, yeah, this is, I'm not using this anymore, so I gave it to you. I, mean, I don't, it would have been a better gift if I just bought one brand new for you, I guess. That'd be crazy, though. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you have bought but me you, gifts. Yeah, on occasion. It happens. I only like to buy gifts if I think it's worth it, not because it's that time of the calendar. So, if, it, if like, it makes sense to give somebody something. But anyway. And then nobody gets anything at Christmas? That's your I don't style? celebrate Christmas, so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I grew up in a household that did not celebrate such holidays. So, I never grew up or was, like, acclimated to that you know, tradition. You didn't so. have Hanukkah or anything nope. like that? No, there was some weird other holiday that was in September right around like next week. Yeah. So. Your birthday's coming up, isn't it? What now? You didn't talk or, uh, Your into Your birthday's the coming up, isn't it? That's correct. We didn't celebrate birthdays either. What? Yeah. Because that is putting yourself before God. So you can't do any of that, you know. Uh, I kind of like that. What, what, what do you call that? It's, it's kind of like the Amish in yeah. a way, I guess. You know, they... Uh, you don't want to do this anything. Where I was going. He <laughs> likes anything Amish. <laughs> I do. I walked into. I've been in Home Depot every fucking day for the past week and a half. But I walked into a Home Depot outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it was a, a bevy of nationalities. It was weird. I was trying to pick the nationalities. Were they all Hispanic nationalities? No. Oh, okay. That's what you would think. Yeah. But you can kind of look at them and go, okay, that's a roofing crew, like the Hispanic guys running around you know, getting gutter pieces and stuff. Sure. There's a group of Asians that came in. What? But like these weren't just They like don't know how to build. Disoriented Asians. <laughs> they were quite oriented and they uh -huh. seemed very at home in Home Depot and they were covered in construction debris. You know, they were they were working on something. Okay. But what were they working? I couldn't figure it out. They're just looking for washing them. machine parts. Maybe. I don't, do you get washing machine parts at Home Depot though? I don't know yeah, where I else guess. you would. Why Wait, else would they Why washing there? machine parts? Yeah. Asians, you said. It's a yes. laundromat joke. Oh. oh. I imagine right. that they're secretly <laughs> digging tunnels under everything. <laughs> I got to work on my delivery, goddammit. I thought it was like a <laughs> reference to the ancient Chinese secret. Uh, I don't know that one either. The old commercials. 
Well, now's when you explain it because obviously we don't know. <laughs> the uh, the <laughs> cheer them. commercials or gain or all or whatever the tide uh, the. Keep naming everything. Up. What is this price? The is laundry right? detergent. Three hundred dollars. How do you get the 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 white so white and the bright so one bright? Cent. <laughs> what? You're, uh, the price is right. Oh. Speaking of, what kind of detergent do you use, Brett? Well, there's a dumb question. I what forget. The, well, I like the smell of your clothes. They're the kind that doesn't... This is the thing. Do you want to think you have an STD? You don't. No. Right. Neither do you. Right. And you don't want to think I have one. Of course not. No, that'd be... We know about what? these things. Right. Sometimes okay. if you wind up using the wrong detergent... This happened to me once, and then I heard about it on another podcast... The man said he had a stingy dickhole. Hmm. One time, this was 2012, and I had this. Okay. Right? And I went, oh, no. This must be some kind of STD, but maybe like a latent STD. All right. You know? Uh, but then it turned out, it was. I remember one time I went to the doctor, and I said, run these tests. Yeah, I know all about it. I heard about it. Uh, I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> so We talked about that in depth. Yeah. So, but it was just the wrong detergent, and it will only show up. Or was it not enough detergent? I guess maybe if you like put your clothes in your eyes, you would have the same effect. <laughs> but, I imagine, yeah. But your dickhole is the canary in the coal mine to tell you yeah. if you're using the wrong detergent. So, I just buy the cheapest shit. That is the kind that stings your dickhole. It could. <laughs> I haven't it says right on yet. the back. Yeah. Warning: stings <laughs> yeah. dickhole. No, and in the state of California, it caused dickhole stingage. Yeah, in the state of California. Don't you love those things? Yeah, at work I got a um we got in a, a a piece of, you know, basically just raw aluminum plate for machining. All it is is aluminum, solid aluminum. And on the packing slip there's just a giant sticker that says warning cancer. Mm. And then the like some sort of California, you know, uh code or whatever yeah, the fuck sure, law, blah sure. blah blah. I And I'm just like, "What? What? This is a giant piece of aluminum. What?" Wrapped in cardboard, right? It was shipped to us. What the fuck part of it is cancer? Just letting you know what's out there somewhere, <laughs> yes, man. Hey, sir. reminder, there's cancer. It just fucking jumps out like a rat. Do you guys awesome. know about endocrine, endocrine disruptors? You know about endocrine disruptors? You heard that oh, yeah. term? Yeah. Okay, well, I've heard it too. I think Alice might know about it. Related topic. Oh, is it? Shit. <laughs> I forgot all about playing that earlier because we've been on like six topics. What's I find endocrine? out that lavender is one of these things that are g g causing men to produce estrogen, secretly hidden in every. It's not just beer. Soy. Beer. Beer does this. Does it for all of you men out there, and you're wondering why something is going wrong? It's the beer you're drinking. Why do I have boobs? <laughs> what does bourbon any do? Any specific kind of beer? Or? Any beer with hops in it. Oh. Wow. So beer. Mm, that's 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 the answer to all of it. No beer. Yes. Is what this some IPAs? fuck that, <laughs> man? Especially IPAs because they have extra hops in them. I don't care if I grow tits. That's not the issue I'm talking about. Hey, Brett fuck ate off. tofu this week. Jeez, that's a real endocrine disruptor. It's a real <laughs> endocrine, and I ate quite a bit of it too. And it was kind of it was, it's not so much tasty. It doesn't really taste like anything, but it's a textural thing. Yes. You got to put soy <laughs> sauce on it, or you don't even know you're eating something. You had to dump a lot. Okay, so I don't really eat tofu that much, but I did do make tofu for the second time in my life, and I thought it was pretty tasty. So what is? Mm, I thought it was really tasty. What is tofu you know, made I out of? Soy. Soy. 
Oh, it is soy. It's it yep. is soy. How does it turn white? That's that who? Because they they like ferment it. Mm-hmm. There's a process to make tofu. Wait, if tofu is so bad for men, how did China's population go nuts? Well, they're not that big. The <laughs> Chinese people. <laughs> That's true. But they are reproductive. They're starving. They didn't get enough soy for it to do anything to them. Oh, they're so okay. hungry. Mm. Interesting. Jeez. Yeah, maybe you just have to. There's probably some Chinese people or Japanese people if they just eat a shitload of tofu and like soybean, you know, like what is it, edamame or whatever. That's the the soybean salt. So, oh, new topic. <laughs> Actually, this is the previous topic. I just wanted to wrap up. Yeah, agents in Home Depot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I don't know what they were doing. Um, I wish I would have investigated further. Uh, I had to meet my uh, white guys there that were doing work for me. Mm-hmm. But as I was in there, thinking about like all the different crews that I could hire to do jobs. Yeah. Because like, you have to think about that. When, people, when, when it's so hard to get people to do work for you, okay. going to Home Depot and looking at the guys who are actively doing jobs, doing work, picking up materials, they're active. So that's where you can go if you don't know anybody and you can find a crew. You just walk around Home Depot and you're like, I got money. Who wants work Well, you see them walk to their truck. There's a sign on the side of the truck or a phone number. Or there there might just be a plane truck. And there was a plane truck, but that was Mm. the crew I wanted. Do you know why? No. It was a very plain (laughs) truck. So they're not rich? No. Um, They probably, I don't know. Okay. It was plain like the type of people that they were. Okay. Oh, Amish. Yes. Okay. There's a handful of Amish guys there. Well, and what I the went, fu- geez, I out of all pl- these crews, I want that crew. How do you tell a plane truck from just a plane truck? Because I emphasize po- the word plane. Because <laughs> they were flying it? Mm-hmm. It, it fucking took off like a helicopter and flew away? That's the Amish's secret. They can actually fly. <laughs> but I just wanted to wrap up the topic. Yeah. Before jumping into the future. Did you topics. ask them to work on your barn? No, no. I, they probably weren't working on a barn. They were in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Not a lot of well, barns. I mean, you, could, you could build a barn in Pittsburgh. They can build other things, too. Hmm. Interesting. Out of wood? Are they allowed to use plastic materials? Do they eat tofu? <laughs> That's what you should ask them. Be like, run up to an Amish guy. Be like, do you eat tofu? I need to know. How are your boobs? <laughs> Being stored in tunnels <laughs> under the city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wouldn't it be amazing if the Amish were just putting on this act and it turns out they're like more technologically advanced than the rest of us, but it's just all underground under their barn and they're just keeping it no, hidden from us? You're conflating them with the Asians. Right, okay. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Unless they're working together, which is unlikely. That would that would create, you know, quite the uh dynamic duo. Who would build a better wall, the Asians or the Amish? Now, that's a good or point. Or the Germans. Cuz the the Jap- mm, I don't think the Germans. Germans do that German wall mechanical got, stuff. I mean, they tore that thing down. They did. Oh yeah, that's but, a bummer. And it was only up for a couple what, a couple decades? Yeah. You can't From give it to the Berlin Wall. Eighties, eighty nine. Yeah, yeah. thirty that, years. That's no good. That's There's a bum a piece wall. Piece of it over there in Nemecolon. You guys seen it? Yeah. Nope. <laughs> I saw a piece of it in Germany. There was seriously there. is. Okay. Uh, then they sold a bunch of pieces. Yeah, I know. Well, you can go, like, you can but go it's like as a monument, right? The Amish. The Amish can do a cultural wall, like. 
who how many people really even know about the Amish? I no mean, one were, knows. Everyone thinks they're awful, apparently. Right. They've completely walled themselves off without even it. having to build a real wall. Yep. That's pretty fucking dope. Hire the Amish to build an invisible wall. Hire the Amish to run your social media account or something if you want to go off the radar. Trump should have hired the Amish because Mexicans apparently can't build a very good wall. <laughs> Well, yeah. there's a Portman Show discussion group, formerly known as the University uh, Discord. <laughs> what? There is. I don't know. People are in there discussing Portman Show all the time, and people are saying, yeah, the Amish, they don't have a good reputation for how they treat animals. And- yeah. Yes. I'm so sick of this. Everyone just comes to this conclusion. But Gabriella's mom is a nurse and said they came to the hospital with lots of problems. Yeah. What because kind? Like the groups? animals or the Amish? Like what? What'd you say, Alice? What kind of problems? Like soy-induced boobs? No, no, no. Like real bad hygiene problems. Uh, well, that makes oh, sense. Like uh, UTIs. They got the pit rot. <laughs> lots of, yeah, I guess there's, the, the human body, there's lots of things that can go wrong if you don't wash it. Yes. And they're around a lot of animals. So that mm. apparently they're beating. So. Or, or are the animals around them? All right. No, that's a good point. Quick survey of the people in the room here. Uh, how many Amish people have you been in close proximity with throughout your lifetime? Puke. Zero. Wow. Gabriella. I dated one. You dated what? an Amish? What? what? Rock and roll. So Holy she shit. She was around an Amish guy. Okay, and? Uh, I can't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. This, this is, wait, wait, what? It's like, you know, it's just like that, um, the slap bracelet thing. It just is something that... <laughs> I, I don't know anything that's happening right now. I just, you know, it's not something I like to talk about because it's it's just privileged information, you know? Just like that slap bracelet. Okay. Well, first Fiasco. off, I don't know what that means. Oh, that's okay. You just have to listen to the show. What show? Oh, this one. Slap bracelet on this show? I have no idea. See? Oh, uh, yeah. You should l- look at the show notes. I don't listen to the show. All right. <laughs> First off, if you're worried about this Amish person. This is a good trivia moment for anyone that's been listening. Well, that's one way. If you want to talk about anything we'll never remember, just do it on, on this the podcast. Yeah. And we'll <laughs> it's like hiding in plain sight. I remember it all. I know exactly what she's talking about. I'm sure about. you do. There was a bit in an episode where she claimed to. I don't think you were here. So maybe oh. you didn't even hear the episode. She claimed to have slap bracelet money from a slap bracelet injury. And I oh, said, that's oh, now I, I think said I that's not true. I remember the money part. Like there was a settlement that her she had secret money that came from a settlement. An Amish settlement? No, it's, <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> Slap bracelet, legal settlement. Okay, but I don't think you really dated an Amish person because we probably would have talked about that. Before. Yeah, I'll tell you about the person I went on a hayride on their farm. With? No, just because they have hay doesn't mean they're Amish. Well, I mean it. It's pretty close if wait are you saying you dated an amish person that somehow you jumped to that from i went on a hayride with a person yeah i said we couldn't date because he like was amish he acted amish he acted um someone acted amish did he have a tv mm. was he running around kicking chickens <laughs> actually no but he did kick the sheep that's fair <laughs> what they were going I'm so slow. confused well, how do you get a sheep to go faster? Dirty chicken kicker. You just threw them on the hay. Then what? <laughs> Put the hay on the ride and then you just drove off. I need a video of this date. <laughs> <laughs> the hmm. best part's in the barn. That was the best part of the date. 
So it was a date or it was just a hayride? No, it was a, it was a date. Was he Amish? No, wasn't oh. Amish. How old were you? Uh, but he was too Amish to date. Yeah, that's he why you didn't date him. Too Amish to date. What made him so Amish? He smoked a lot. Okay. <laughs> and he wore overalls. Ouch. And he did not celebrate his birthday. Oh. Ever. And he didn't wash. Well, actually, you couldn't smell him because all you could smell was a cigarette smoke. You're describing me when I was a boy and I had like Oshkosh, Bagosh overalls. <laughs> well, like the late 90s? There you go. No, like the early 2000s. 90s. Oh, early 90s. Yeah. When you were like a child. Yeah. Okay. That's why I said when I was a boy. Mm. I think I said when like I was when a boy. when you were six? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That's probably. That's a good time for you to start smoking because cigarettes were pretty affordable then. <laughs> oh, yeah. And you didn't have a job. Nope. You buy cigarettes with your allowance. You probably had a good allowance. You were the only child of a wealthy family. I didn't get an allowance. You weren't fed food, so. No. <laughs> you weren't allowed. It's just al- more money to go into your allowance. Yeah, you didn't get allowance or food allowance. Whatever you guys <laughs> spend on meal prep, just give it to me in cigarette money. <laughs> Well, I think if people want to learn I'll more, eat spaghetti out of this plastic bag. There's, there's even more new videos came out. Did we talk about the channel Peter Santanello? Yes. Yeah. Well, but hold on, before we get into that. So, actual Amish people, you've been around. How many? What does that mean? Been around? Um, like could this have exposed you to COVID? Had conversations with. Yes, close enough to. Oh yeah. To get COVID. Like growing up, we would go. Um, like uh, there was a friend of mine. We would go to. I think it was called Smicksburg. Yeah, Smicksburg. Yeah, we would go there. A it's lot. all Amish. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we talked with them. That's like forty sure. minutes from here. We touched hands. Yeah. I mean, we touched hearts hmm. and minds. And, and you said, "I'll never date you." That's, <laughs> that's correct. I said I knew one of one that acted like you. Okay. And out of all those experiences, how many of them were negative? Like none. Right? Yeah. They were But everyone's like, Oh yeah, the Amish, they're terrible. They they kick kick puppies and you know the Amish are actually in Mexico too. Really? Mm-hmm. Number one, you're caricaturing what people are saying and then you're trying to release so you're you're making a straw man against your argument. And then you're trying to win no, your Amish, argument. It's a hey man. You're trying to win your argument with <laughs> anecdotes while you're fighting against the straw man that you made. It's yeah. the best way He's to win an argument, journalist. man. It rocks. <laughs> you're a great journalist. You should be on, you know what? Am I even better because I don't know that I'm doing it? Yes. Okay. Yes, that means yes. you're a true believer. You're, yes. <laughs> Enthusiastically, yes. I would highly recommend. You know what you should do? You should use your head to train boom mic operators in movies. <laughs> what are you saying about that? It would be a challenge. What? Because Brett's chasing you with the microphone constantly. Aw, how sweet. <laughs> <laughs> That's one word to use. I should only hope that it continues. <laughs> All right, so you saw some Amish from a distance. and that No, was, I'm that just was trying to, story. to understand <laughs> why everyone has these preconceived notions about yeah. Amish, yet they have no experience or no bad experience with Amish people. Yeah. And I've been around Amish people, and everyone, Gabrielle's talking about how they smell well, and all this stuff, I and I don't these, think they do. This YouTube channel, Peter Santanello, like, before Wait a I minute. watched his videos, I, about, before I watched his videos, I didn't know anything about the Amish You either. have to get closer, though. You now, have now to Brett get Mato? kissing distance. I'm plenty close. I've been plenty close to them. Like kissing distance. I go around people all the time, and some people have a smell, and these people 
don't have a smell that. It's not awful. It's okay. it's maybe like a farm smell, but I've smelled way more powerful farm smell from the English. <laughs> or your own toilet. Sure. We'll be finding out later, I guess. <laughs> what about you guys? Bad Amish experiences? We skipped Brett. Uh, oh. I'm not going to help this. I'm not I'm not <laughs> helping with anecdotes. Uh, yeah, I've seen some. They've been fine. Most of my experience has been with I think they were called shakers. Mm. Mm. So they're not quite Amish. They build uh, Amish, they build r- round barns. Yeah. Shakers. How did you know they were shakers? Did they tell you or you just knew about it? It was at a place called Hancock Shaker Village. Oh. Oh, well, that's like okay. The round, the round barns don't work, though, because then you can't trap the chickens to kick them in the corners. <laughs> the whole round barn thing has to do with the best way of like have managing the chickens. Really? As far as I, as far as I can remember it. But actually, I think there were other animals. No, it was cows. Wait, wait, it was why cows. are chickens cows. in the barn? It was cows. <laughs> they have a coop. It was cows. A barn is like a cow coop. You can't start making <laughs> an argument against something that I didn't even mean to say. Oh. You don't, like, if I just say, okay, whoops, I didn't mean that. I was mistaken. It was cows. You, can't, you don't win the argument. <laughs> <laughs> Arguments are, these aren't good. Mm. So I, I, I don't have any specific Amish anecdotes. I do. Okay. Uh, we rode the bus to Toronto, and there were some Amish men on there. They yeah. Were, they were pretty attractive. They were hot. Really? Yep. Did they smell? I didn't. I probably smelled worse than they did. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. You have to consider the. You know, people complain about the Amish being smell. Although honestly, I've never heard that before. So. I'm just now learning that people complain about the smell of the Amish, but a group of people that you can definitely complain about the smell of are hippies, and I think that at that point in our lives, Alice would have qualified as a hippie. I was I was a stinky hippie. Yeah. Yes. Well, it depends so, on the time of year too. Yeah, it yeah. was summer. It was summer. Yeah, like humidity and like being close. That I mean, you know. What if the Amish all have that genetic trait that Andrew has, where they don't smell? They don't. And it's just the cows like rubbing on them. That's yeah, the smell in their clothes. External forces. Well, yeah. Brett's the same way. You guys must be blood brothers. I definitely can smell. I've smelled myself. You might right. like the way you lo- you smell amazing all the time. And talk about not taking a shower. This man, I know when the last time you took a shower, and it's well. How long has it been? I guess I'm a little bit of a water snob. <laughs> Maybe it's been a, just slightly less than a day. It was, yeah, it was, it was today's, sat- today's Saturday, right? It was yesterday. Yeah. Wow. Crazy look story. out. But in that time. <laughs> Disgusting. It was last night. It was right before I saw you last night. But yeah, it, before he saw me. But then, yes, the, there were, uh, we went to a bar where people were smoking. I wore the same shirt today to try and air it out because I planned to be outside all day. So but you smell great. So it's all good. Thank you. Danny's BO smells like curry. Aww. That's it's true. And brown sugar. Yeah. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> I eat a lot of turmeric. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I never when I was a kid it was just, you know, everything smelled like feet, but ever since I grew up and started eating different spices, I've smelled like an Indian restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> That's tasty. I'm still yeah. having curry problems from a year and a half ago. From your house being curried? Yeah. Wow. Curry Is it in your head? Or? No. Do other people notice it? Well, the prop is the curry in the room with you now. Was that at the house? Yes. Okay, I remember you talking about that. So, what happened was Indian people lived in the house for like two months. 
they must have always had a pot of curry cooking at all times, all windows shut, and then they just took the pot, boiling hot, and just walked around wafting it at everything. <laughs> Maybe they sprinkled the, the spice into the cushions. And then they covered themselves in it and sat on everything that could absorb a scent. You don't have a problem. <laughs> the average traveler loves the smell of curry. Mm-hmm. It's exotic. You should design the interior decor to match the smell. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would be like a... Jeez. I would assume it would be like a hole in the ground used for a toilet. <laughs> a latrine. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but the the effects that I'm still having, the smell has long since gone because of the drastic measures I had to take to remove it. But now a year and a half later... Some of the things I did, and I was so desperate to get that smell out, I took everything out of the house that could yeah. have absorbed the smell. I wiped down walls. I wiped down surfaces. You I caught a skunk and rubbed its ass all over the yeah, walls. Pretty much. Yeah. I, that'll solve it. Like, I looked online. I did all these different measures. I had cinnamon sticks in vinegar <laughs> for some reason. Did you try tomato soup? Um, pretty much everything. Mm. But one of the things I did, I have these ductless air conditioner things, and they have little filters in them. Well, those filters capture things sure. such as smells so i took all of them out and i went i'm not even going to try and wash these i'm just going to get new ones okay well i took them out threw them away just to get them away sure and then i realized i can't find replacements anywhere oh, <laughs> so i haven't had filters in those things Did you try the internet yes wow that's i could not find crazy. replacements so uh people living in the house now said hey this one thing is leaking water i'm like oh no well, turn it off. I'll get someone there to check it out. Okay. He went and checked out. He goes, hey, you know, you don't have filter. I go, I know. <laughs> and I told him the story. And he he's was like, an HVAC guy? Yeah. Well he, well, he must fucking know where to get the filters. He says they're going to be hard to get. Wow. That's what an HVAC guy I would know. say. I know. But an HVAC guy should be able to get you filters. That's his whole fucking job if you pay him. But now, because I drastically removed the filters, or dramatically removed the filters back then, now there's more problems with these units. Now it's costing more money. So problems from the curry are still existing. These are not problems from the curry. These are problems from you being neurotic. <laughs> oh, this was not neurotic. Um, Trust me. Okay. I can't have an Airbnb where people walk in and they smell stale curry. That's fair. We're Alice is bringing in her own bias, which is that we're just goofy people. When we were in Hartford once, uh, we got an Airbnb oh, that's geez. it's the whole place smelled like old mac and cheese. <laughs> and um, yeah, yeah, and. It really didn't bother us. We kind of grew to like it towards the end of the trip. <laughs> so there's nothing elegant about that. There's no, nothing elegant start. about it. And you talk about who's neurotic here. I think it might be you. But I mean, what? the earth is made of smells. You have to learn to love them, or you'll but, go insane. Okay, yeah, but most true. people are not going to view it that way. Well, most right. people are insane. Well, also most people when they <laughs> rent a place to stay, they want it to be clean and smelling like evidence of. Other people just pour bleach not, everywhere. I did. <laughs> I did everything. I had to use an ozone machine for like a week straight in there. Make a rule that they have to wear a mask whenever they're inside. I should. There you go. <laughs> then oh, they'll, they'll never love know. that. People love rules <laughs> and masks and just provide Vicks vapor rub. Yeah. That's what people do in like, uh, uh, what are they, the, uh, coroner's offices and stuff. You ever seen those in movies? Mm-mm. Where they're like doing a dissection or something, the guys always like rub Vicks uh, on their nose dude, I don't or on their lips. That's also a terrible smell, so maybe don't do that. But I don't know. It's like mentholatum or whatever. I right? like so. that smell too. Yeah, me too. I don't. I like. Yeah, the smell I hate of it. Garbage. It's tea tree. Like in the <laughs> get that drop. <laughs> I 
I mean, in New York City, like for instance, like I think I've told you this. It's just it's just a comforting smell of like it's it's it has a time and a place. So part I, of the ambiance of the city. Yeah, is like these like smoking things coming from the ground that are like smelling of. Oh, I the, guess sewage yeah, the, the, and garbage. the farty, wet, stale smell of like those great vents that yeah, steam up uh, from yeah. the, the subways and shit. Right, yeah. and you smell it in the and You're like, ah, New York City. Yeah, it's, it's just that like, smell. It's that smell. It's how you know you're home. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> After we got off that bus <laughs> full of the stinky Amish people, we wound up in Toronto in the middle of summer, and it was garbage day. And just every can in the city was cooking. The whole place Ugh. smelled like garbage. So I went to Toronto once with uh, a girlfriend when I was like 21 or 22. I feel, I'm sure I've told the story on the show, but I have never told you guys. And we're driving all the way across New York State. And I go, wait till we get to Toronto. It's the cleanest city in the world. <laughs> yeah. You can eat off the street. It's the best place. <laughs> and it's so, it's so nice and everything seems so new. And it seems like a brand new city that was built just for you. We get there. Sanitation workers are on strike. They're literally <laughs> mountains. There, there are places where you're driving along the street at like the end of the day and the sun is setting and you're in the shadow of a mountain of garbage. It's been, it's been like we and it reeks and it's gross and there's bugs. And that was Toronto that one time. Other yeah. than usually it's pretty clean. The jazz clubs are cool. Oh, yeah. Mm. You would have loved it. Uh, well, no, I don't know. In, it might have been too much were you garbage. In Toronto. Wait, I mean, how many days were you there? Probably like three. And it was. Were they on strike that whole time? They had been on strike a long time before that to, oh. for these mountains to to build. So when there's a oh. to accumulate, when there's a garbage man strike, are people just kind of walking through the city, chucking their empties into the pile? I mean, wh- why not? Were people just extra sloppy? Were they considerate? How, how was the? I don't, I don't think this this incentivizes extra consideration. I don't people. remember because mm. like when you go down like into the business district, like those people, like where where all the big corporations were, they were finding a way to get the garbage at least away from them. But the residential areas, I remember mountains mm. of garbage. Well, yeah. I think the people that uh, do the garbage, um, I think they were trying to make a statement on Friday when I was going into work. Um, all of the garbage cans next to Permonte Brothers there in Market Square were, they took up the entire walkway. And I think it was just like, look, we're doing something important. To me, I took it as like, and I was like, I actually walked past and clapped. There was nobody there, but I just was like, oh, this, You're clapping this at garbage. I was like, oh, this is nice. I just was like, you know, clap it away. Wait, what was While the- I was listening to Portman show on what, speed. What was the state on speed or on a, on speed? <laughs> You know, I, like on it's one good and a half to have speed. some speeds sometimes before work. It just elevates you a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what was the statement that you liked, though, about the garbage display? I liked that it was like saying, hey, all of you people going into your offices, we do something important that you don't even pay attention to, and here it is. All you fancy pants assholes. Right. Yeah. And... I say to the fancy pants assholes, if these people, like truck drivers and uh-huh. blue collar workers, the kind of people you shit on all the time, if they go on strike for three days, you're all dead. Yes. I have heard that there is uh, either it is happening or it's going to happen in Australia. The there was truckies. there was truckers going to strike because of all their lockdowns, mm-hmm. and so like a lot of the cities are starting to run out of provisions. Oh. So yeah, they can. I mean, yeah. If you if the, all the truckers strike, you're fucked. Yep. Unless you live out in the country and you can uh, shoot a squirrel. 
So I was just reading this article in Popular Mechanics that caught my eye about... So I was reading this article in Pop... This is related. So I was reading... (laughs) Trouble with this. Um, I was reading this article in Popular Mechanics about the uh, shipping containers. The... uh, What are they? The um, barges. Wow. Andrew, remember the time we were in South Carolina and the whole... Like view was filled up by one of those barges. It was when we went to pee in the ocean. Oh, you mean a freight ship? A barge is what runs around Pittsburgh. Uh, barges haul coal. Barges are like a fixed size. They're made for rivers and locks. Freight ships. Super like, tanker. Super tanker. Yeah, so they're called super tankers. Super tanker took up like the whole vista. Oh in yeah, front of it. It was enormous. Oh yeah. When I was in San Francisco, I, it was enjoyable to go to the Bay Area and see them. In person. It's and quite go, a sight. Jesus Christ, that thing is huge. And they're like, once they're going under the Golden Gate Bridge and out into the ocean, they move. Yeah. So now, because it's of COVID terrifying. restrictions mm. in California, but like the popular mechanical uh, mechanics article said, because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's yeah, the thing. Yeah, due to COVID. Right. But because of all the restrictions, they're all just bobbing out in the ocean, like for eight or nine days, <laughs> driving up shipping costs. So that's actually another thing that's contributing to yeah. costs going up is that these things can't get into the ports in California because of their stupid fucking restrictions. Is it isn't it also the case that they're not getting out of like China and East Asia and stuff? They're getting out of China better now, but they're like bottlenecks trying to get into up. California okay. ports. Yeah. So Well, getting back to that California warning thing on the aluminum. Yeah. Cancer. Yeah. I I've been I've been buying furniture for another house lately and working with uh, an interior designer and she starts sending me all these suggestions and I'm like, okay, I'm going to buy this and this and this and we're figuring out how we're laying out the rooms. And then yesterday she's like, hey, I was getting this crib and the crib had a warning saying that this has not been approved by California something something, toxicity something or other. (laughs) Sure. And it could cause cancer. And she's like, this is on like 90% of the products. Could you... Google uh, Superman the movie Lex Luthor plan for California because at the time this seemed kind of evil and diabolical but uh, it might be the only way all I'm saying is if we don't start befriending the Amish we're all gonna be screwed yeah Amish or somebody like them I don't think they need to be Amish and I think that this is going to backfire on you. But how are you going to figure out who's who? But you're romanticizing the Amish. You just need to find people with Amish qualities. Drew Sample. Yeah. Drew, <laughs> yes, people yes. who are like Drew Sample. Farmers. Country folk. a little folk, more right? laid back. Luther tells... L- more Plan, laid back than Drew Sample? <laughs> well, then they're just not going to do anything. So I think we should just do a Portman Show scene review. This is from Superman the movie, probably circa 1978, where he kind of goes over his plan for... Uh, Lex Luthor is what they called at the time a terrorist, what we would call now... Oh, I better not. This is being recorded. Uh, ter- <laughs> strike that. Play. Okay. That was weird. One. Fire. All right, so they're blowing some shit up. No, they're launching, launching a missile. A oh. missile. Never saw the movie. So, still launching. Lots of footage of launching. It's probably attached. No, I am, as they say, very heavy into real estate. In order to make money in that game, you have to buy for a little and sell for a lot, right? Right. Right. 
So, problem. How to make the land more valuable between the time you buy it and the time you sell it. Now, this is California. The richest, most populous state in the Union. I don't need a geography lesson from you, Luthor. Oh, yes, of course you've been there. I do forget you. Get around, don't you? <laughs> He's talking to uh, Superman who I? can fly. California. Uh, California, right. Uh, the San Andreas Fault, maybe you've heard of it. Yes, it's the joining together of two land masses. The fault line is unstable and shifting, which is why you get earthquakes in California from time Superman's to time. A Superman is describing what is called plate tectonics. <laughs> yeah, Superman is Wikipedia, apparently. <laughs> is the richest, most expensive real estate in the world. San Diego, Los Angeles, San Francisco. Everything on this side of the line is just hundreds and hundreds of miles of worthless desert land, which just so happens to be owned by... Alex Luthor Incorporated. Actually, a lot of that land is like farms. Foolish, call me irresponsible. Yeah, they have no and water. Then, then the Sierras. It occurs to me that a 500 megaton bomb planted at just the proper point would uh, would destroy most of California. Millions of innocent people would be killed. The they could be evacuated, Superman. But wait, where would they go? Bye -bye, Austin, Texas. <laughs> Hello, new West Coast, my West Coast. Costa del Ex, Lutherville. Marina del Ex, Otisburg. Otisburg? Who's this monster guy? She's got her own place, man. Otisburg? It's a little bitty place. Otisburg? Okay, I just wipe it off. That's all. It's a little town. You're a dreamer, oh, This is the, uh, the comedy Second relief guy. Well, gee, boss. Gee, boss. I didn't mean nothing work. by it. There were a few problems. Adjusting the precise trajectory of the missile. Finding the optimum stress point for the fault line itself. Which, by the way, is uh, target zero right here. Ooh. He broke his little thingy on the floor. Puke, YouTube, Superman, the movie, I love this whole idea. movie. Let's <laughs> <laughs> take it from the beginning. I want to watch the whole movie because I think I could get on board with this plan. Well, <laughs> well if they team up. It needs some <laughs> refinement. This was, okay, so this is the late 70s. It was a time of bold solutions. This is the end of an era of disaster movies. So people were well acclimated to these kinds of contemplations. We live in a different era now, but this is the kind of bold thinking that we need. And it's only a few years after the Great Earthquake. Now, you, you don't even have to do anything like this. You just have to remind people as they kind of like run away with their craziness, like what is possible. Maybe that helps. I don't know. I wanted to enter this into the record and discuss. Why was he telling Superman what he was going to do? Yeah. Because he's the bad guy. Oh, yeah. They have, to, uh, they have to, you know, wax poetic about their exact plans. Now that I'm and going then, to kill you, I suppose I'll tell you. Yeah, and then the uh, protagonist has a reason to stop them. If I remember correctly, not to spoil the movie, right after that, Superman's like, all right, well, fuck you, dude. I'm going to stop you right here. And Lex Luthor reveals that he has in a case, uh, like a metal case, kryptonite. And he oh. opens it, and Superman suddenly becomes very weak Yeah, and then has to basically sit there and watch Lex carry out his plan. Have you watched these recently, or you just remember all that? I just remember all this from being a kid. Well, I, I remember watching those, too. Now, these are the Supermans I remember watching. This one, and the, what was that one about that super, was it like Supergirl? That super must have been, that, that was probably later. I no, think. it was definitely so dated. So, I think what Gene Hackman was doing, he was proposing a business opportunity to Superman. Like, hey, I'm going to blow up all this coastline and move it, 
but those people have to go somewhere. So you save the people and just move them inland, and they're going to buy up all my real estate that's going to go way up in value. That doesn't solve any of our problems. Because who's the governor, then, of this new California? Lex Luthor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Never mind. Because yeah, he... Is he still alive? Gene Probably. Or Lex Luthor? Lex Luthor. Yes. All right. But, yeah, what... Jeez, what is going to happen, and how long until Pittsburgh as a city is completely destroyed? Like, how many cities have to get destroyed first? By... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, rising costs um, by everything bad that's been happening. Mm. All the things that are happening to California first. Well, I think Pittsburgh's lower on the list, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I, I think it's going to be a while before it really wrecks Pittsburgh. And then once Pittsburgh gets wrecked, how much impact does it have, you know, 40 miles in any direction? Yeah, well, in, in impact, good or bad? Well, there's going to be some good impact because, like, People are going to micro-migrate. Micro-migrate, yeah. Yep, right. But the bad impact, eventually, like, it could just be a wave that continues. Like, I'm sure Texas is getting worse right now. Yeah. Well, in parts. parts, Yeah, it's getting kind of purple instead of red. Is that what you mean? Collectively. Also, there's a lot of Mexicans coming in. Do you see them? mm -hmm. They're all flooding across the Rio Grande. They're going to ruin it all. That's why I said for a Mm -hmm. variety of reasons. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know what I also started to think about in the last. They're going to compete weeks? with the Amish. Maybe I, mean, I, I heard somewhere that they're not sending their best. I I mean that's kind of a given with people that are fleeing right. other places, but I don't know. They might work hard, but I'm sure they're great. Yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, but uh, yeah, they're coming they're in not. a bad situation. They're coming in a bad situation, which is a fact. So. Here's an interesting thought that is related to what we're talking about. Uh, Australia, which sounds like a new topic, but it isn't. Okay. What uh, we all hear about the madness that's going on there, but what is it like in Crocodile Dundee Land? Because those people certainly aren't putting up with that shit that's oh, going you on mean in like, like the Perth and Melbourne. Yeah. Like, well, okay. So, how Australia's population must be like. I think like 90 plus percent of everybody in Australia lives like within 10 miles of the coast. But how about those people that are inside that area? They they can't be that, that shit's not even enforceable. I mean, if anybody doesn't know, the entire country's locked down. Oh yeah. Basically. Yeah. So, but it's an easy country to lock down for that reason because everybody lives in cities. But what I'd like to know is what is that little remaining percentage of the population outside? How are they living? Uh, and I wish there was a way to see. Probably a whole lot better. Well, I, obviously, but I'd Maybe. like to see just what it, it is, what what it's like for them. Well, get a plane ticket. Oh, you can't. Oh, I'm not. Shit. No, I can't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Bridget in the chat says they're Haitians. Who is coming up? I guess uh, to Texas. Haitians? I thought they were from El Salvador. Haiti is an island. So are they get they going into Mexico first and then? Up through? Oh, Mexico has super strict immigration. You can't get into Mexico. Well, somebody's. You ever seen what they do to Guatemalans? No. What do they do? Guatemalans try to cross the southern border of Mexico all the time. It's like super lockdown. They can't get. Mm. They can't get through there. Well, then where are all these uh, migrants coming from? Mexico. Do they Mexico. swim around the border or what? <laughs> or are they all just Mexican? I thought some. You know, some of them were like Honduran and all this stuff because there's been these waves of 
you know, people coming up through Mexico, right? Yeah, that is probably, well, I, I don't know. Maybe their their border uh, conditions have changed, but they, they had their southern border pretty locked down because they had mm. a problem with Guatemalans. Yeah. Sold a Tacoma once to a Guatemala. Oh, drove congrats. It to Guatemala. You did or they did? I have a car that is now in Guatemala. Nice. Drove through Mexico. Hmm. Okay. They're in Del Rio, Texas, under the bridge, thousands of Haitians. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Just under a bridge? Yeah. The, the, do we know what the bridge is? I can find it on Twitter. Yes, I've seen pictures. Do you want to? You want me to Google things? If I translate this, and I know Spanish, uh-huh. um, Bridget is saying that they're in the river. <laughs> well, they're Del Rio is not the river. Ah, <laughs> uh, you got to talk into the microphone, Gabriella, and then not run away from about, it when he holds it in front of you. I think she's talking about a place called Del Rio, Texas. Yes, the yes. river. Tejas. It's yeah. actually a town, I think. Okay. But That's there's footage. For a town. There's footage of like apparently eleven thousand people under an overpass bridge. Why? Because they're trying to get into the U.S. But they're under an overpass. Correct. So they're in. I think they're, the well, U.S. So the river. There's a river. Del Rio. And they're just like walking across the river. It's shallow there, I guess. El Rio. And then for whatever reason, there's apparently a cordon maybe by the border patrol or something. And they're all just kind of like there. It's a shady spot. Yeah, and it's like 111 degrees in Texas. Yeah. So, and what are they doing? Uh, waiting, or I don't know. Mm. They're at an impasse under the overpass. Oh yeah, because didn't the Haitian president just get uh, assassinated? Whoa, I didn't heard that. Did that a, happen? Was that Haiti? Was it was it by a hurricane? Yeah. Or an earthquake? Hey, I got a brand new phone. I can look it up and real quickly, and we can find out what the story is. <laughs> Not have everything on puke. <laughs> Then we'll get on to it. I was just asking the see people if, if they knew. I would like to know more about that. Let's see here. Uh, there you go. There's a picture. And I'm going to swing it on over here to this screen. Del Rio, Texas is a crisis and a warning about our America first mentality. I don't know what that means. But anyway, there's a fuckload of people. Does that answer your question at all, Andrew? Not really. Yeah, that's what I figured. But now you now you've seen a picture. So, uh, what's the next topic? We didn't explain why Alice and Danny are here, or who they are, or what's right, going I was on. Thinking of getting to that. <laughs> that sounds like hour two material. <laughs> yes, but um, well, I guess before we get into that, I will ask this because Danny, Brett, and I recorded a show last month, and we haven't been together on a microphone since then, and. I don't know if anything that was said was helpful to you, Danny, but I would like a recap or if anything happened or just a follow-up. Yeah, so uh, I would say that that interview, that show, was very helpful for me because it got me thinking in different... um, It got me thinking about my job in a different way. Because you were talking about how I should really just... I should focus more on the job itself and being better at it and considering actually pursuing some sort of higher position within the job. At least that's part of what I got out of the conversation. And, you know, I definitely have been thinking about moving what I do. Uh, Not so much moving into a position where I have, like, supervisional authority over anyone, but to a position that is a little more intensive but will also provide me more time to myself. I'm not going to 
take time to describe what that position is. But um, one thing that didn't come up on that show, which only occurred to me afterwards, is the COVID shit and the effect you that that has. You got the shits? I got the COVID shit. No, I think I know where you're going. This yeah. is uh, this is a problem. Yes, it well, is that's a, a recent. That's a new development since then. And that's we, true. We actually you talked about polio this vaccine or not last <laughs> Sunday. So I, I'm interested to hear your updates. Yeah. So even before the latest comments from the president, we the the uh, COVID policy had been wear a mask, and uh, for a while they were taking temperatures, but then they stopped doing that. They took away the masks for one day, <laughs> and then they brought them to, back the next day because... COVID's over, psych! Right, right. Well, <laughs> they, they said, uh, masks off for everyone who's vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask, but we can't ask you if you're vaccinated. So, so obviously, everybody kept six wearing people, their mask and was on it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> about pretty six amazing people wore a mask. And going so, from, we can't ask you if you're vaccinated to you, or you must get vaccinated. Yeah. Right. So the next day it was, well, because we reckon that a bunch of people are just lying or preferring not to respond and then not wearing a mask. Everyone wears a mask, even if you're vaccinated. So there's that. That's that's annoying. And I've talked to some union people about that. And also now in the past week, week and a half, there's been the presidential declaration. of Mm -hmm. If you have a company over 100 employees, then you've got to uh, get vaccinated. And uh, I don't know where that's going to go, where I work. Well, the, the curveball here is the union. Well, that's that might be the ace in the hole yep. for yeah. my side of Well, things. it worked out for the post office. Right. They were able to get an exemption. And I think all of Congress, too. Yes, they <laughs> certainly did. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but I've talked to the union guys. And uh, the high, as high up the ladder I've gone... It seems to be they're all pretty much in, in agreement that we don't like this and we're going to do what we can to make sure it doesn't happen. Wow. Um, but that That's said, fucking interesting. I am not going to be optimistic. I'm going to uh, continue to talk to them and talk to people on the factory floor, you know, see what the opinion is of everyone and basically consider that if it comes down to them saying, look, this is what we're doing, whether you like it or not, sorry, we tried our best given that this isn't a college or a bank or any nonsense like that, it's a bunch of blue-collar, jeans-wearing, beer-drinking fucking Americans. I mean, you know, I think that there's a decent chance of with getting tits. everyone with tits, right? Yeah. Huge. Lots All of man beer. boobs. Yeah. Lots, lots of man lots boobs. Of man boobs. Oh, yeah. Oh. Quick question. Yeah. Have you seen the movie Gung Ho? No. You need to see the movie Gung Ho. Okay. It is... Okay. That would be like me saying, yeah, uh, you know, racing cars or cars are very important to me in my life. I'm very much into them or I dedicate a good portion of my time to them, but I've never seen a car race or a car movie and I know nothing about them. Gung Ho should be like your Bible. You could watch Gung Ho tonight with Andrew. Oh, yeah. Go to uh-huh. Beaver, Pennsylvania tomorrow where the movie was filmed. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I took him to uh, Mel- the Mellon Institute today. Told them all about the Batman scene. He'd seen the movie. Oh, the Mellon Institute. Sorry, it was confusing. Mm. Carnegie Mellon. Carnegie Mellon. Uh, yeah, I took him to the building where Bane walked down those steps. Walked down those steps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, no spoilers, please. <laughs> <laughs> he made it to the bottom of the steps. So, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I also want to say this, too, because... 
we recorded that show at the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest. That is a, a very high density of self-employed, you know, solopreneur type people. So I just felt like the conversation we were having, it was going to be far too easy for you to consistently just get the advice. Yeah, do your own thing. Yeah. Like just jump in and do your own thing. Just fucking do your own thing. Here I am doing my own thing and I'm fucking dirt poor. Just build your own <laughs> cars. Right, right. Right? Like, yeah. that's, that's, I felt like you were going to get plenty of that just because of the mindset of the people there. And that is like a nice, flowery thing to say. But that's kind of why I took the opposite approach. Like, do your own thing and do this, build these skills, but maybe force yourself not by just some arbitrary choice of like, okay, now is the point in time where I just jump from this to this and start my own thing. Instead, you force yourself to kind of hit some ceilings and then the next step up is the step out is I think where I was going. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it does. And like I said, I really appreciate that um, because I think I mentioned this in the show, but that option had never occurred to me. <laughs> or if it had, I had immediately like, well, that's not what I'm going to do because I associate that with getting stuck in the factory, you know? Right. And so it was it was kind of surprising really to hear that because my default attitude towards it is that sort of well just go out and do something else yourself what are you doing dumbass you know and that's no good because i'm like well i should be able to pull myself up and start my own thing and the fact that i haven't must mean that i'm not going to um and so I tend to be tough on myself in these situations. And so you flipping it around didn't really give me the opportunity to sort of wallow in my own bullshit, but was instead like, hey, you know, there's another option you haven't considered. And maybe if you actually think about things, at least from another direction, that might help put everything in perspective, even if it, I don't wind up staying there, regardless of what the reason is. I don't know. Does that make any sense? I feel yeah, like I'm it not does. Sense. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just kind of thinking like, What's the real risk? The risk is, you know, time lost theoretically, but I don't know. I mean, I think you don't know what options are going to be presented to you a year from now. Right. Right. And if you kind of keep an open mind on all fronts, I don't think you're necessarily excluding any choices either. Like you don't have to, it's not one or the other is kind of my over my my overview of the whole situation. Yeah, and I you know, I've been there for 2 years and as I continue to work there, I think I'm sort of finding a way of working in the other stuff I want to do with my time and it just takes time to figure out a way to acknowledge and appreciate that I have to devote this time to my actual job. And then if I can work out my free time in a certain way, I still can do the other things I want to do. So it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't need to be an either or. It's just a matter of me figuring out how to organize my time and energy. And the more you're learning about the things you want to do on the side without a lot of pressure mm -hmm. on yourself, you know, which, which is nice to take your time with that, I think. Yeah, I could take my time and with you, it. And you probably, I think we talked about this in the show, but there's also a chance that if you tried to put too much pressure on this as a source of income, you could lose all your enjoyment for it very yeah. quickly. Which right. yeah. And also, we, we talked, I think, on and off the show about um, like building up some sales skills, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So first off, um, the name of the book is... The Story of Nowhere. Okay. I bought a copy. <laughs> it's I'm sitting it over currently. on my desk. Um, I have not started it yet. 
but that's because actual physical books are a rarity for me. Um, There's an audiobook too. Oh, there is. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay, then I. That that's okay. Cool. <laughs> I'm really excited about that. Like Storyofnowhere.com. Yeah. Storyofnowhere.com. Story of you also have a podcast. Mm -hmm. So you have these methods of promoting something. However, because this is a deficient skill for you, which, you know, you admitted as much, I'm not just like being mean. Um, maybe this job is a way for you to pay to either hone that skill or find somebody to have that skill for you. Whereas otherwise, if you didn't have this job, maybe you would be limiting yourself on that front too. Yes. Like just sim time is not the only resource here. Yes. That is something you also mentioned on the show. And I was like, oh, fuck. I didn't realize I could just get someone else to do that for me. That's a fantastic idea. I have told you that like 20 times. <laughs> so what's your point? I said somebody else could run your Twitter account. Eh. I heard it from someone else, and now it this just sounds like you're thing. horning in no. on I Andrew's also thing. Told him, I also told him, you know, maybe you should consider working your way up and finding a more interesting position, something that's more rewarding. And he said, no, I'm not going to do that. Take charge of the union. Be in charge that's of the union. That's what I said. I said you should get involved in the well, union. Well, that's something Especially I've actually now. thought about. Yeah. Well, so this, this, okay. Holy shit, yeah. Like, if you want to feel good about making an impact, that might actually be a pretty significant way to do that right? union is a strike. voluntary organization i you say strike the, back to the covid because this is really becoming the the priority issue because i can talk about my oh well, what am i going to do for my passion and all that horseshit and that's fine but i've been thinking about that stuff since before i even had this job that's that's separate there's, there's some urgent shit going on that takes priority which is how do we keep making the mortgage payments? The president just said a thing, and it may apply to me and a whole bunch of other people who won't like it. Uh, what are we going to do about that? Then I can sort out, you know, what, whether I want to... Because right now, the, I, I do need the job, regardless well, of what my end plans are. What's interesting be. about this idiotic mandate is that, um, like, you know, the employees... So the federal government is putting pressure and fines, allegedly, on... The corporations, if they are not enforcing this mandate to, you know, make everybody get vaccinated, mm -hmm. but then the employees could put pressure on the corporations where they're like, you know, I mean, you work for a company that there's chip shortages and there's probably still maybe employment shortages. You know, a lot of companies can't find enough workers. And so if the employees just say, no, fuck you, we'll just strike or not come into work or refuse to, you know, um, go along with getting vaccinated if we don't want to. Mm -hmm. And then, like, maybe that could push the pressure back towards the federal government to, you know, fucking do away with this nonsense. Because, you know, what what is... Well, that's the I'm advantage of the union. Like, like how the fuck is the federal government going to enforce this shit? It's really easy. Are the company... Oh, is, oh okay. Corporations will... Corporations will do the enforcement. I, they I, might. I, but a lot of com I think a lot of companies are like, what if... What if it's decentralized enforcement, but the, the easy way, the overarching way to get it enforced is simply through HR departments or insurance. Yeah, like, but they're going to have to like basically log and prove that everybody's been vaccinated and they're going to submit that to what? The fucking uh, State Department or some shit? I, like, I think enough people will do that to pressure other... I mean, well, I think this is a possibility. No, enough yeah. people will go... I mean, 
Are people at this point have they not proven to be obedient? Have corporations That's a good not point, proven I guess. to be obedient? Everything the, the government too, does, all these mandates, all of this shit, it's all decentralized enforcement. It's right. not the Horizontal. government going and enforcing it. Yeah, I right. think I saw Lockheed Martin said that they were going to go along with it, and that's a massive fucking. Right, you know, we saw the test for this last year with the race stuff. Right, oh, we saw yeah. how fast these corporations would fall in line, just from what basically amounted to media pressure. But okay, just how many? insurance companies are out there that have the the methodology, the infrastructure, the ability to dictate behavior at a workplace simply by how many, like there's only going to be maybe a dozen different insurance companies that, that have differing policies. How hard would it be to get them to switch over? And now everybody who's insured by them has to, has yeah. to comply. Right. Mm. I mean, that's that's all an HR department does is compliance. And also on the one hand, just makes up rules so you can fire people for violating a rule. Yeah. On the other hand, they just justify their existence. Right. This and is a perfect thing to justify their existence are with. In the, they're in the same risk pool, too, right? They're all put together, so that makes it even easier. And are the people who are in these HR departments and insurance departments, are they the the ones that stand up and say something? No, they're the ones they, that go along. They're the rule followers. They're the rule makers. They are Maybe. the most, and a lot of them are under 30. They were sent to HR departments. Well, from I don't higher know about education, that. like here's where you can really, you know, th- I mean, HR is a major lever. Yeah, we saw that too. To like, hey, you think we were being silly with all our social justice shit in college? Now your job depends on you reading this book by this fucking idiot woman. Right. What's that book called? White Fragility. White, yeah. Yeah. Now your job. Now your job depends on attending this training and signing off on this shit. Mm. It, yeah, I mean, it, you don't have to believe it, but you're, it's at least going to be imposed on. I, you. I, yeah, I don't think the enforcement is going to be nearly as difficult as you were right. lying out. So, And they don't care about the results. They just care about the submission. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm somewhat hopeful that... I, I, I want to be as well, but, but I think in, in his case, like, if you're relying on the employees to stand up and say something, that's not going to happen. Not a... That, the is where oh, all we of don't the have people to say the name of the corporation. who have been <laughs> trained to follow... Not an ex-automotive company. I'm sorry, is that... Did I do we'll something? Bleep it out. No, 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 that's fine. Kind of. We just don't like to say. It's up to it's case. up to Danny, honestly, because it's his it's his job. It's yeah. his employer. The other yeah. thing too is we haven't even talked about the power of fear right. in continuing to accelerate this. Right now, the mass vaccination attempt is basically training the virus to be more contagious. That's being blamed on people who are unvaccinated. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's already happening. Then there's going to be new variants that they can pump up because people don't even care when they say, oh, cases are on the rise. They don't even go, what's a case? What do you mean by right. a case? So that, and the media is not telling them that a lot of it is of people that already have the vaccine. Right. Now, this information, if you watch things like Breaking Points or The Hill or Jimmy Dore, they're, they're saying, look, these hospitalizations are mild to no symptoms. People are going for, to a hospital for other reasons and finding out that they have COVID because they're right. tested when they're there. And like all this fear is being stirred up around this. They yeah. can create any percep- they can create the perception of smallpox if they want to. Yeah. Right? So th- there's going to be more variants. That is a real thing. They're already talking about the next one and the next one after that. Flu season's coming. Allergy season is here. Yeah. Yep. There's like, uh, and, and that public panic at this point in the last 18 months, never mind the last five years, what people have exposed themselves to in the media. Now, how many people it is, I, it, it's hard to say. 
And yes, most of the world looks normal, and that's great. People are losing their fucking minds. Enough people are losing their fucking minds for it to be a problem. Well, and, and uh, where I work, it's where, the one day where they did away with the masks. I was very reassured because looking around among the workers, the actual physical laborers, it was it seemed like a majority it was just like, all right, enough. We're not wearing the mask. Now that could be because a lot of them got vaccinated. I don't know, but. What I do know is that a lot of people were grumbling the next day when they put the masks back on. Sure. But everyone put the masks back yes. on. Yeah. And there's a lot of griping. Uh, but the, the reality is, is the people who do enforce it, the people who come down and make your life just a little bit more miserable for eight hours are those HR cretins. And th th the fact of the matter is, is people don't put up enough resistance to that to warrant any sort of organic mass uprising or resistance and to and the type of person that is an employee especially at a large corporation overall they're not people who tend to you know speak up and go and do something for themselves they're people who have become accustomed to a structure yeah well, that's, that's kind of taking care of them in a way or dictating to them what they can and can't do right they're they're not rule breakers in general right like they'll do things if they can get away with it yeah yeah like but, overdosing and, on fentanyl in the bathroom yeah and very few people <laughs> just very few people have conviction strong enough or principles secure enough that they that if they're given the choice by their you know their boss or their hr department uh you do this thing or you lose the ability to feed your family Mm -hmm. Very few people believe in a thing or not doing a thing or doing a thing enough to choose it yeah. over losing that ability. But I mean, so that's why this is such a powerful level. That's why lever. That's why this kind of enforcement is the best kind of enforcement. Because obviously, I like, mean, well, when you say rule breakers, though, I mean the other rules you're talking about do not involve a volunteer, like a, a basically elective medical procedure. So wait, what do you mean? A vaccine. Okay, but okay. taking a vaccine is a little bit different than saying you have to like wear safety boots or sure. a mask. But I'm saying I feel okay. But what if OSHA makes it a thing? Like, how many rules does OSHA have? Uh, yeah. How easy is that? The Just boots. to add another fucking rule for OSHA. But again, OSHA doesn't make medical procedures one of their rules. It, I don't. So I don't know. I feel like this may be the line. Maybe that but they cross. I think. But, let's look at the, the populace in general. Okay, there's some level of resistance from some groups of people, no. but let's section up that populace and go, okay, unemployed people who make their living illegally, they're not likely to go along with new rules, uh -huh. right? Um, employed people, employed by a large corporation, are they more likely to not go along with a new rule than other sections of the population no. or even the average i think you're, I ta you're yeah, taking I, I agree that you're you're correct on that premise i right. just feel like I, this I, might be the rule that is one step too far maybe but to not be all doom and gloom because i know that i'm kind of coming from a, a negative standpoint here mm -hmm. i think in this case the union is the powerful tool here it is kind of centralizing that voice in a way yeah because decentralized people in an organization like this are not going to do anything. Right. So they're, this is they're a not very interesting class. The union thing is yeah. very interesting because that is a way to have a very strong lever to pull, to push back with. Yeah. And who have they aligned themselves with, right? So who, who are the COVID totalitarians 
And who have the unions, especially now? The unions are middle America. Yeah. The COVID totalitarians are coastal America, the media. But they're also associated with a party. Yeah. That has always been able to rely on unions. And even unions, when people have conservative views, they vote blue because of the union thing. The union tells them how to vote. Yeah. So if the, if that split happens, that could be a very interesting thing. So the right. good thing here is you can kind of use the mass obedience of the employee sector to be obedient to the union here in a way. The conformity. Conformity, yeah. Yeah, well, that's the angle that I, I think I'm going to have to take. So being in it, I have to I have to hope and I have to act as if there is the possibility that this will be the thing, that people say, this is too far, mm-hmm. we're going to stop. But I also have to operate on the assumption that unless I personally, because I'm the only person I can control, unless I personally get involved and push them and show them that possibility, then the default will be what Andrew was saying, that they will not that they'll just go along with it because they're rule followers. So I have it'll, to. It'll be a way too small percentage. Yeah, I have otherwise. to stand on your position and push towards your position. Yeah, and um, I don't know exactly how to do that. I think that I'm lowering myself in the chair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> get so excited. Um, I I need to talk more to the union people. I need. I'm writing up like a list of questions. Very deliberately worded, like, answer me this. Where in the contract does it say X, Y, and Z that you can, whatever, regarding the masks, regarding any sort of medical procedure, whatever. I need to articulate all that and then sort of pass it around. I don't know. I, I need to formulate some sort of plan. But the, the other thing is this whole Biden uh, declaration, it strikes me as a sort of uh, a trial balloon. This is a word Brett used on Sunday. Um, you know, he throws this, this oh, well, we're going to mandate every company, whatever. It's like, well, does he really have the power to do that by executive order? Can he just say that and then everyone goes along with it? It seems more like it's probably the sort of thing that uh, he throws it out there. Gage's Lawsuits public are already opinion. being filed. Right. Right. Arizona right. already filed. But, yeah. And so I, I heard uh, Alan Dershowitz, America's favorite lawyer, um, he, he did an interview with some rag, and he was saying, like, well, no, Biden probably can't get away with doing it this way, but that doesn't Congress mean people aren't going to obey. Well, that doesn't mean people aren't going to obey, but it also doesn't mean that uh, down the line there could be an actual law. The implication being that, well, if we just took the proper channels legally, yeah. then this would be a perfectly all right thing to do. But it's just way slower that way. And the same right. thing's happening at the state level, and every single restriction has been challenged. There are lawsuits everywhere. There's, you know how many lawsuits are against the, the health secretary of Pennsylvania right now for the school masking mandate? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a, just an unbelievable amount of lawsuits all about it going back to last year and the mandates back then. But they don't make a difference because, again, someone makes a declaration and enough of these decentralized organizations just get on board because, well, this is the rule. And by the time, like, the day comes in court, it's already the new normal. Yeah. It's already mm-hmm. part of mm-hmm. the new normal. Right. Yeah. As far as all the people are concerned, so they don't they don't even have any like public power uh, to to like join their fight. So I yeah, and then you mentioned Alan Dershowitz. There's also all the problem of like how compromised are people? Ugh. You know, like people in key decision making. Like how many of them were lured, in, lured into fucking a minor at some point? Right. You know? <laughs> right. Hey, right at the beginning of all this shit. 
the most interesting uh, man of the, maybe the 21st century, one of the most interesting man, mysteri- mis- men, mysteriously died in a jail cell mm-hmm. when the guards fell asleep and the cameras malfunctioned. And then COVID happened. And then COVID happened, <laughs> right? <laughs> and now Alan, everyone forgot about Alan Dershowitz being a, a buddies with that guy. And then, his, then that same guy's buddy, Bill Gates, is suddenly God. Yeah. You know? <laughs> right. So... I mean, interesting point. I'm I'm simplifying the whole story, but how many people like like I've said for probably ten years on my show and elsewhere, the goal it seems with all so many things happening right now is to remove human conscience from the equation, right? Like, what is the end? Like, what if Justin Timberlake wakes up one day? Like, just happened with Nicki Minaj. Whatever that was, we don't know what that was. Let's not be conclusive about what Nicki Minaj just did and why. I, and we'll talk about that in hour two. This is a long hour. It's been <laughs> an hour. What? It's been an hour. Yeah. So uh, w- w- let's say Justin Timberlake wakes up one day. And uh-huh. He's like, shit is fucked. I'm going to Twitter. And I'm going to talk about this. Yeah. What does the NSA have on Justin Timberlake? Mm, right? Interesting point. What does the media have? What does the media TMZ have on Justin Timberlake? Some shit, yeah. right. What does the Epstein crowd possibly have on Justin Timberlake or mm. somebody close to Justin Timberlake? And how much is that? How much guilt association could there be? Uh, guilt by association could there be there? What does he have on them? He was in the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then you just get if you do that, you just get pathologized as a crazy conspiracy theorist, like Corey Feldman. Yeah. Or uh, Lauren Hill. Yep. Yep. Did you ever? See, I'm sure you've seen uh, Clear and Present Danger, Harrison Ford at the very end of it when he's uh, he busts the whole Secret Wars plot, and uh, he's talking to the president. And he says, oh, Mr. President, I'm going to take this to the to the media. And the president's like, no, what you're going to do is not take it to the media. And then we're going to give you a job. And then one day when someone starts fucking around with you, then you could bring it out. Because this is leverage. Yeah. You keep that. You keep that in your back pocket. I won't be in office anymore. I'll be gone. You could basically, implicitly, he's saying, you could tarnish me. You could drag me through the mud. Yeah. Just give it time. And Harrison Ford tells him to summarily fuck himself. I'll see you a... Harrison Ford movie and raise you one please end of Raiders of the Lost Ark where he's like <laughs> so so to go into the occulted right mm-hmm. like what people don't even have the context contextual information to understand because of all the shit that's hidden from them right at the end of Raiders of the Lost Ark what do they got the Ark of the Covenant I think that's what it was about that's yeah. why they get the Ark in the yeah, title that's the, that's the yeah. Yeah. part yep alright they're putting it in a crate bring it into a room and Harrison Ford is assured that it's going to be looked at by top men. Top. And then you men. see this giant warehouse. Right. That all the crates of all this stuff that top men are waiting to look at. And then you find out it's kind of implied. Yeah. There are no top men. Mm. Yeah. They just fucking lock it up and forget about it. Yeah. And pretend it's not there. They're all bottoms. They're no, all no bottoms. Top. <laughs> all <laughs> Well, okay, here, how about another movie? Let's throw in a third movie. It's Harrison Ford in it. No, nah, I'm sorry. Michael Keaton. Orson Welles is in it. Oh. Um, this was on the TV last night. A Man for All Seasons. Oh, this was Ooh. not on the TV last night. <laughs> a Man for All Seasons. Everybody listening should watch that movie because it's very apropos. Uh, a man Paul f- Schofield. Paul well. Schofield. There's also a Charlton Heston version, but I haven't seen that one. A Man for All Seasons is about Thomas Moore, and basically the law... The, reason it's relevant is because the king passes a thing that says deny the pope i'm in charge of the church and thomas more being a good catholic says no and 
basically, he's a lawyer. And so they're trying to coax him and trick him into agreeing with their thing. And he says, no, I will not sign the bill and I will not tell you why I'm not signing the bill because they're trying to get him to admit that he's impious. And basically... He, he gives them the runaround by giving them the neutral answer. So in, ter- in terms of now with the vaccine, there's, yes, I've been vaccinated. No, I have not. And I prefer not to respond. None, yeah. And he's taking the <laughs> I prefer not to respond answer. Mm. But what the end of the movie reveals is that the I prefer not to respond answer always becomes equal to the no, I refuse answer. And both of those are equally uh, reprehensible because they're both non-compliant because they're both non-compliant they're own, you mm. have two options yes or we cut your head off which is what happened to thomas more in real life true That's story dark yes and oh it's a great movie though it's one it's like a great courtroom thing from the 1500s yes <laughs> <laughs> they have courtrooms back then apparently so oh. yeah oh and he gives them hell at the end too Whatever. I think it's Thomas More Society. That's a little. Have you heard of that? Uh, there have been a few Thomas Mores in history. Yeah, there are. That's why I'm wondering. Yeah, I don't know. But, if but it's this the was same the one, one that that was uh, brought up as a. Um, he was the one who sacrificed his life. That would be the dying. Yeah, that's he's what a I'm saint. thinking. It's the same one. But there, I mean, I know there have been a few Thomas yeah. Mores, but I'm pretty sure there's one. Uh, Is it M O R E? Yeah, it's M-O-O-O. I don't remember if it's That's M-O-O-O. a lot of O's. <laughs> yeah, ooh. No, there's the other Thomas. Moore. If there's anyone in the audience who has ever heard my show, they'll know Thomas More because he coined the term utopia. Hmm. Ah, like 500 years ago. Yes, sir. Yeah. Before the king killed him. Yeah. I wonder if this all plays out and everything that can go wrong continues to go wrong, there's going to be a pretty large group of people that end up just having like their own economy outside of what's highly controlled. Maybe. And how successful is that going to be? Is it going to be like, I'm going to mispronounce this, but a Galt's Galt's Galt Galt's Gulch situation. Uh, Maybe. Or is it going to be like a escape from LA situation? (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Surf races. Yeah, or something in between. But like Both. even even with yeah. Escape from LA, it was kind of like survival of the fittest in a way, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It was also like they had shit. There was cars. <laughs> sure. You know? Yeah. It That's might be a matters. spectrum from one to the other. Yes. It's going to be bad. Shit's going to be bad. Get ready. Somebody needs to learn how to build a still. A oh, well, that's still. easy. We'll just uh, go to the internet. Yes. <laughs> this is the part of the economy that I haven't seen people doing like on the black market. Oh, you got to go to Kentucky. I mean, or or is it going to be less clearly divided? More like um in the one of the greatest films of all time, uh I can't think of the fucking name. Ford no, Stallone is in it. <laughs> uh Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Hell yeah. yeah. Stop my almost. But Demolition Man. <laughs> Like, there's the whole underground people. Yeah. Right? Rat burgers. Right. So, yeah. is there going to be a movement of people like me that just go, okay, anything that was created after 1999 just has to go? Yeah. Well, either that or... Those it'll... people already exist. I know, but either is that, that going to grow? What isn't, this, isn't that going to force more people into that camp? It might be more of like a like cyberpunk underground... Right. Johnny mnemonic kind of because okay because we have the internet and technology and stuff so I don't know if it's 
and we can use people it. might go super Amish or they might go into a technological underground. Well, again, but the Amish subvers- for most people is becoming like Plato's cave. Like I just Googled um, president of Haiti assassin assassination. Okay. The results are like NPR, BBC. Well, you got to go to DuckDuckGo. No, I'm on. Oh, shit. No, that's right. I'm on my. No, I did. I put DuckDuckGo on my phone. Oh, okay. And the search results are not good. Hmm. So you need to be like tailoring your search terms a little better. If you just do president of Haiti assassination, you want to find out what really happened. You're going to be multiple pages but into it this before is you the, anything that's not bullshit. This is the thing. Or the, not just the basic facts. Demolition Man is the best analogy for this because everything is controlled and censored. Everything is safe and protected but and But there's happy. an underground. But there's an underground so I that people this. are completely unaware of, too. I like, live in an area. That future, but that future is here. Like, no, no, I agree. I, and moving. I see it. We're all going to be riding in Teslas that are self-driving. We're promoting the Tesla people. We're promoting these people. We're, we're censoring speech. Tickets are being issued for cursing. Curse words can be whatever they deem to be curse words. Exactly. You're highly controlled, and you can't imagine a situation outside of that. So that's yeah. We kind of have that right now. That's what with, I'm yes. saying. With people to watch CNN, ver- like exa- they all, mentally they seem to exist in a different reality. So I find myself more and more driving through the bad areas near, near not intentionally, not looking for action. When you say, say bad areas, you mean like a college campus. No, the oh. other kind of the traditionally bad areas, okay. like high crime areas. Okay. Um, Marshall Shadeland, where we had the gas station fiasco a couple of years ago. Um, you know, mostly black neighborhood, mostly poor. And I'll see a couple of black guys up to something. And I'll drive <laughs> by and I'll go, how can I get in on whatever they're just like? How can I just know what they're doing? Like, yeah. What's a way? What's a skill that I have that I could help them? Right. You know, like they're mm-hmm. doing something they shouldn't do. But shouldn't? What does shouldn't mean? Shouldn't according to who? Yeah. Does it bother me? Does it hurt? Are they hurting anybody? Mm. How can I help if they're not? That's kind of like I see those situations more where I was like, where does where does that doorway go? Mm. You know, like, Speak, and I'm thinking speakeasies. more like because I remember the the hospital network came and they set up one of their tents in this neighborhood, free medical stuff, you know, with needles. Okay. And um, there didn't seem to be a lot of people taking interest in it. There were a few people, but not a lot. And I was like, that's interesting. Because I, did we talk about this at lunch? Like, what is the resistance in the, yeah, we among did African Americans? Oh, yeah, like, yeah. We see them wearing masks a lot. Like, it, 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 it just is. I think we talked about this on the show, or we talked about this in one of my university meetings recently. A lot of black people are still wearing masks, like outdoors, and it seems disproportional to white people. And I just I want to know why. Yeah, I want to know what their what in their community are they being told? Well, a lot. One of the things that's circulate circulating a lot is the Tuskegee syphilis experiment. Yes, that's what. And we talked about this at lunch. Do black people think COVID is like AIDS? Because they were told, and I'm not saying they were wrong by you know whoever told them this, that this was basically eugenic. Negative eugenics, the kind that kill people, right? Mm. That AIDS was to target the black community. Like crack was to target the black. That one we know. That one's solved. Yes. Yeah. Crack was to, brought to L.A. by the CIA to basically kill black people. Just like heroin during the civil rights movement was imported into all those areas by the government to make black people lazy and not interested in civil rights, just interested in heroin. Hmm. So crack was the same. When there was a lot of like uh, 
anti-police sentiment popping up in the 80s and early 90s. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the crime in inner cities was definitely exacerbated by the crack ac- epidemic that started then. And so then the AIDS thing, right? So there, there's momentum for this, especially with the Tuskegee thing, which was re- like, I mean, fucking Bill Clinton has apologized for that. He lies about everything, <laughs> right? So um, just about sex. From that grew AIDS the or the AIDS suspicion is this about getting us and i think that might be number one why a lot of them are resisting yeah the vaccine i mean i've heard this too and mm-hmm. twitter like, and such 85 percent, i think or at least 80 percent of black people are unvaccinated in the united states at this point is it really that high it is that so there, i've there, heard it's you quite can high, go yes. and you can watch cnn blame it on right wingers and trump and mm-hmm. disinformation and horse paste and all this stupid shit they do well yeah they're but not the going to admit that Right. Their voting base, so to speak, is... It's a very high uh, proportion of PhDs and black people <laughs> who are not doing this. So Wow, because I feel like uh, there's a high proportion of like black people who are also the tip of that narrative spear. Like They're put in positions of government and well, that's exactly education it. and all of this. So how do those... But so that's a by tiny, that, tiny percentage. The, yeah. the tokens? They're like the elites. Yeah. yeah. You know, the right. token, that is a very small percentage of people. So I, on the way home from dropping Gabrielle off at work the other day, I was just hitting scan on my AM radio. I find an African-American station doing a little bit of a morning show. Okay. Like, we are here, but everybody looks different, and it's the morning. <laughs> okay. Now, they're just going around the table talking about sporting events and saying, like, how are they letting people into sporting events? They shouldn't be letting people into sporting events. They should be back to no people at sporting events. So they're taking like, hmm. the other thing that I thought is maybe they're getting it from their churches, like their church leaders who are mm-hmm. just doing like the standard left Democrat kind of line on things because they're told to like, hey, you're, you're a kind of influence point. So just say this shit to your people. So maybe the radio, like you can't get on the radio if you're not just singing off the song sheet. But then it goes to commercial, right? It's like, Commercial number one, here's where you can get vaccinated. Commercial number two, fast food. Commercial number three, here's where you can get vaccinated. Commercial number four, fast food. Commercial number five, here's where you can get vaccinated, and here's why you need to. Back to the show. Also, another— I I sat in the car in my driveway and listened to this for like an hour because I was fascinated. (laughs) It's about who they—they do. like you said, you said they are positioned. They're put in positions. And that is specifically, I think— that sort of thing is specifically designed and tailored to appeal to a certain demographic, regardless of the fact that they might not actually, the demographic itself might not be participating in getting vaccinated. Yeah. They need to position certain um, representatives of that demographic in order to make it safe for them. So why do people care about who the first black football player was or who the first black marathon runner was? It's because, uh, you know, for, for the young black child watching that sport, it's like, okay, well, now I could see that this is something that's relatable to me. That's Jackie something that is... Jackie Robinson. Right. This is available to me now. Yes. And so that, that thing, that very human thing to find people who look like you, and you say, oh, well, they're doing that? Well, then maybe there's a chance I can do that. That can be weaponized. Until you're Larry Elder running for governor. Until you're getting egged. Right. Yeah. So you're the black face of white supremacy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the same thing is happening in some of the like uh, Christian white communities. I've heard that you know they're trying to influence you know the... Uh, priests or uh the fuck's the other style of pastors you know to try and convince their congregation yeah ministers 
that, uh, you know, I've heard that, you know, they, they've been targeting those type of people to try and influence their congregation. But is that working well? That stuff. I Public don't know. perception management but, plan a la Epstein. Find out who's in charge. Get them to fuck a kid. Get it on video if you yeah. can. Put it in the Indiana Jones room until we need it. Yep. Well, That's I mean, a simplified version. Now, the Pope. <laughs> you a could, simplified version. Yeah. You can look at the Pope. He's He's been saying, you know, a, a lot of nonsense about climate change. Yeah, and why is he saying that? Because probably a lot of you know elite white people are they're going to the Pope and being like, "Hey, look, Popey buddy, a lot of people in South America aren't uh, aren't giving a shit about this climate change thing because pff, they want clean water." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear I hear about that from my dad. He actually the the Pope is also saying that the vaccination issue, you know, is not yeah a personal issue. It's a it's a world issue. Yeah. Like basically, you are doing something for greater humanity. Right. Mm-hmm. As opposed to when I was a child and going to a church and they said that, you know, vac- you didn't need vaccines because God would take care of you, which is an interesting, you know, like that's a complete polar opposite of what a lot of religious doctrine is. Do you yeah. know what the name of that morning show was? I don't, but... You was, listened to it for an hour. Yeah, I was really hoping you were going to tell me it was Blaxination. <laughs> what? What is it? Blacksonation. What is that a portmanteau of? Black and vaccination. Blacksonation. No, I think it was a morning show that had run for a longer... These people had built some trust on other issues to be talking Mm. like this. They didn't just pop out to be like... Okay, then it could just be about the nation. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. Danny? Yes. Carrie in the chat says that you should message her about... Uh, about well never mind okay. is this now about the stinky what? bathroom episode no <laughs> related we uh, should cryptic. we should take a break go sure. to break because i gotta pee Woo, back from the break here we go part two of a really long show so far hopefully everybody enjoyed part one two facts I can't say that word. Two facts. Factus. Someone say facts. Facts. And maybe I just had to fart. Facts. <laughs> facts. Fact number one is that the city of Pittsburgh Uh-oh. wanted to celebrate oh. St. Patrick's Day today. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, and today's oh. September 18th. So in honor of St. <laughs> Patrick's Day, which is March 17th, I guess September 18th is the best they can do during... This COVID time period that we live in. <laughs> well, they wanted to get drunk, so delayed well, by six green. months. They should have yeah. just. Look oh, at yeah. you! You're wearing that's, green. That's were you? Ju- you were just at the St. Patrick's Festival. But he's also wearing red. Maybe he's celebrating Christmas. Oh, but you don't do that. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> just to throw him off the scent. Uh, they should have just made it Oktoberfest. Just combine St. Patrick's Day and Oktoberfest and call it a fucking day. Well, it is basically like Oktoberfest. We yeah. know that. It's a crazy day. But they picked, hey, they should do it every year. I think it's going to become like COVID. They're going to just get used to it being September. Maybe. But they, sh- they should keep doing the March one, too. The March? They oh. should have two of them. <laughs> it's true. I it's mean, a better time to do it. Yeah, it totally is. March? Come on. Okay, St. Fact Trick. I can't say fact. <laughs> fact Trick's day. Um, what's fact number two? Fact number two was... Everyone's just saying fact, right? Fact. No one's saying fact properly. Fact number two is if you come from Pittsburgh and you come to Buttsburg, 
Uh huh. Well, obviously, I, I don't know. But what's the fact? <laughs> well, the fact is the matter that I don't know. Is there something wrong with your toilet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it leaks. Are you going to tell us the story now? Oh, the yeah. The thing that happened to you? Well, I mean, I felt like I was going to have an <laughs> orgasm, but it was my butt. Really? Who, who said that? I don't know. Is that you? We'll never know. So, G- Gabriella came in right before we started recording the show. I think it wasn't on the show. She said uh, something happened in the bathroom. Fuck you, too! <laughs> that I could ask about later. Yeah. And uh, now is later. So, what, what happened? Now and laters. Now is later. Yeah. So, bathroom fact. Maybe we can talk about it no. another time. <laughs> you gotta stop no, that. No. Yeah. We're doing this now. We got we got more show to do. We gotta wrap up quickly because okay. we're all hungry. All right. I just went to the bathroom and I Gross. just learned a lesson that you should look in the toilet before Always. You... Yeah, and I didn't and I was like, Oh, okay. I'm just such a good sport about these things. What happened? Yeah, what happened? <laughs> where did, shit where did the poop in that shit, toilet? There was poop in the toilet. Yeah. I haven't been home for two days. Yeah, right. Fuck you. <laughs> I haven't. That's where poop is supposed to go. But it's supposed to be flushed. You're but so sweet. There's who somebody who has a history. Everybody poops. Where? Who shit in there? Yeah. Who shit it. in there, Alex? <laughs> I'm coming after you, I, Colorado man. I feel Wait, like well, that's a serious question. Is it possible that <laughs> that bathroom has been vacant so long? <laughs> That the turds, no. the turds that Gabriella, that my... That hit my asshole. Oh, no. It hit your asshole? Yes, because I flushed, still sitting on the toilet. Oh, why would the you... turds that my sweetheart had to pee on belong to Alex. <laughs> this Alex? Is, this is a possibility because oh. he was here uh, a week ago. Yeah. I feel like I've but been in that bathroom since I feel like I've been in that left. bathroom since, too. It yeah. was a lot. So I want to defend Alex here. I'm not one that just uh, immediately comes to Alex's defense on this show. <laughs> I'm going to talk over you now. It was a lot. It was voluptuous. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm, Okay, well, I don't use that toilet except to pee. <laughs> Has Andrew ever pooped in that toilet? I've pooped in all the toilets in this house. Oh, okay. I think Danny went in there and snuck in before. I'd still be in there. Yeah, did somebody <laughs> yeah. Did somebody ro- run in immediately when they got here? <laughs> she right, enough up, of or... that. Let's change the subject. No, 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 I gotta get to the bottom of that. Figure this thing to, out. There has to be something. I think There's it was an investigation Alex. now. I think Alex wow. left. Throw him under the bus. Uh, 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 a mark. Of Wait, himself. is it still in the bathroom? Shit. Because Andrew revealed last night. Can I, is this okay to talk about on the show, your bags, your plastic bags? Sure, yeah. Okay. I don't care. Andrew is going to be sending his poop away <laughs> to get information. <laughs> what? Now, that sounds like a scam, right? Like, how does this work? Like, no. oh, yeah, send me your poop and I'll tell you stuff, <laughs> right? That sounds like something a scamster would say. The scat psychic. <clears throat> but this is a service. They're not a sponsor. What is it called, Andrew? Scatman. Scatman. Shitting on children and Andrew and crying. <laughs> So it's some company you send away. It does like an analysis of your feces and it tells you things about yourself. You might not know what you should be eating and like how your nutrients should work and that kind of stuff. And maybe deficiencies if you have them. You just send them your poop in a bag. I don't think you have to send a lot. How much you have to send? I don't know. <laughs> I haven't read the instructions. How big is the bag? I just know there's a bag. Like there's and it's a- been sponsored by this company, so please look for the link later in in the um, yeah in the show notes. 
So that and stamps.com. That's how we mail it back. <laughs> I, I didn't poop in there to save it for later, to bag it later. No. What I'm saying is, <laughs> if she knew, because you didn't know about the bags, Gabriella, you didn't know about Andrew's yeah, poo bags. I, I, that's why I thought of Andrew immediately. That, okay, he was saving up. Wait a second. Since last night's talk, I just thought about you. Okay, you don't know the whole history of this show. But you could have, had we still had the poop in the toilet, we could have scooped a little bit out, put it in one of Andrew's bags, said, spare us the whole breakdown. Just tell us whose butt it came from. Yeah. Just yes. tell us the name. <laughs> and we could have even DNA sent evidence. them. Here are five suspects. <laughs> Number one, Alex. Uh, Nick in the chat says, is it possible Alex returned just to do this? <laughs> what? Returned from Denver. Maybe he never really left. Maybe. <laughs> it's a decent-sized place you got Oh, here. yeah. I'm going to have to set up my cameras, maybe. <laughs> yeah. And trap them. Poo cam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Homeless. Alex did stick around longer than expected. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of like he was waiting... Because he, originally he's like, yeah, I think I'm leaving Wednesday. Now I think I'm leaving Thursday. Now I think I'm leaving Friday. Last I knew, he was still here on Saturday. <gasps> so it was kind of like mm. he was sticking around waiting for something to happen. Mm. Right? Because he kept prolonging his exit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know he stayed at my house the night after the day that I expected him to leave. Yes. And then he came back here. And then he did something with you, right? Mm -hmm. So now, today is Saturday. Yeah. So let's really think about this. Andrew, you've been kind of out and about. Yeah. Okay. James, yep. really no reason for you to go in that bathroom. I never have except to pee. And I feel like I've been in there to pee this week. But you're not sure. It feels that way because you've lived yeah. here for a while. Because I don't make a log of what toilet I use. <laughs> no. Alex so. makes a log. Oh. He leaves it. <laughs> but like my office is right there. So I do mm -hmm. go in there to pee during the day. But it's been an odd week. Now, what if? I... I have my see the reason I like my bathroom is because it's captive inside my bedroom. Yeah. So there's no two barriers it. of door. Yeah. Here's a theory. But wait, I feel like I've been back to the house after work uh -huh. a few times, maybe a couple times this week and the door wasn't locked. Did you lock the door or leave it open? Now, if you leave the door unlocked and you've received packages, Oh, what if, what if you someone were, left a pookage? What if you're an Amazon deliverer guy and you're just like, you just try every door, you know, you, you set a package up, you knock on the door and then you go one Mississippi two Mississippi. I don't think anyone's here. And you fucking run in and you shit up the place. That could be. And your toilet doesn't always flush. Doesn't always that flush. That toilet doesn't always yeah, flush. You, you've so. turned the water off because it leaks. Yes. Yeah. But I stopped doing that because I, I kept forgetting like and pop the muscle reaching down to turn it off <laughs> what guess yeah. what i found in that bathroom one other time oh i Shit. think i know where you're going uh this is why possibly why i won't shit in that bathroom no it's not oh i think i hadn't been here in two weeks and i found a pair of my used underwear that sounds like you brought <laughs> on the side of the toilet i was like how did i remember that i was like how are I was here a couple weeks ago? Was but, this during? And you could see like the streak on my underwear. Like I'd worn them for, like a <laughs> night. I was like, okay, like did somebody rape me and I didn't know it? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Give me this. This is. And we're back. Okay. Get that now. drop. Oh, and there was a dandy lot. No. 
Wait, they're not called. What? Da- da- uh, what are they called? Not a dandelion. A daddy long legs. Oh, yes. So well, this, there's spiders everywhere. This <laughs> is one of the reasons that I am. Uh, I do not poop in this bathroom because there are spiders. Yeah. And there are centipedes. <laughs> and okay. So this is the bathroom that people use when they stay here. So like Brett liked to use it. Alex liked to Best use it. Best bathroom in the house, aside from the spiders and the toilet that doesn't flush sometimes. <laughs> and, and it's kind of a gross bathroom. And it, could it's be it has no windows. And you need more um, soap in the thing, too. If you're going to have soap in your Portman show. Oh, ClevelandSoapWorks.com. Yes. Get some more. <laughs> can get that in the show notes, Send too. us more soap. Um, so, Right. Because it's used by other people, when there's like a third person staying in this house, or even a second person staying in this house who isn't puke, um, that's their bathroom. And I don't venture in there because their stuff is in there. Like, I I don't do it. So, if your underwear was in there, yeah, I just, I, if, if I even saw it, which I probably didn't. It's weird, isn't it? It's to go prob- in there and see a pair of girls' underwear yes. in there? And you're just no woman living in So, there? how long ago was this? And was Alex here? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this was a while. This was a couple months ago. Alex sure. has been here a lot. Yeah, but that I I don't think the two things are related. Is it possible that the underwear was left when Brett was living here when I was in California and maybe it just made its way off the shelf or something? It was it was a time from like like did a daddy long legs take it from your bedroom like under your bed and bring it down to the bathroom because the daddy long legs was like I'm gonna have to check under my bed. Long in here, I'm. I'm in charge of only making sure. This sounds sure a lot like the groundhog. The things that are, I, I'm a daddy long legs. Maybe, now, it's, maybe listen, it was the, this is, these are my jobs. We have seen a mouse I in I live here. In exchange for being able to live here, I get to have some little snacks that are on the kitchen floor. Uh-huh. Snacks but, that are on the underwear. Now, that's a, a nice perk that I get. But one thing that I do is if I find things that aren't where they belong. So this is a lady's underwear. I know, I'm a daddy long legs, but I know what a man's underwear is in a lady's underwear. This is a man's bedroom. So I'm going to take it down and bring it to to the laundry. <laughs> so it got to the bathroom, and it's like this. I, for me, this is fucking heavy, and I'm just going to leave it here because I, somebody will find it. It's almost in the laundry room, and uh, I have to. I'm going to go upstairs and eat some crumbs. <laughs> and I'm going to smell the DNA on this. I wish I my stinger was long enough to kill the people who live here, but because I could if I had a longer stinger. Wait a minute. Spiders don't have stingers. No, Daddy, Daddy Long Legs is not they're a spider. Po- they're poisonous, but they you can't sting you. Oh, and I've they're not that. spiders. Yeah. What? It's not what are they? They're just We're an, daddies. an insect. If you count their legs, they only, they only have, have six, six legs. We're basically the tops. <gasps> or the, the tops fuck? of the bugs. <laughs> oh, okay. Are they so like a type really of mite? So they're really not scary. They're just like peas with legs. Little tiny Oh, yeah. They're not scary, but there was a lot of them in this house, and I sucked up a shit ton of them when I vacuumed yesterday. So It's an insect. So... The last potential theory, and this proves nothing. Well, the underwear thing, I have no idea. Because it, if it I go in there and I see objects, they're not mine. Yeah. One time she was here and she changed and she left those behind. Yeah. We just were going to pretend we didn't know that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, that's weird. Um, well, we got a whole other thing to solve. So we can't just be plagued with like a cavalcade of mysteries. <laughs> so like the, under- the underwear thing is solved. Let's get on to the turds. So the, the turds. My my last, it's not a theory, it's just a plausible suspicion. Hmm. Um, 
we have talked extensively on this show mm-hmm. many years ago how I had to poop real bad one day uh-huh. at my house yeah. in the mountains. So I run in to go poop in the bathroom <laughs> and I cannot do so because I I don't know how you open the toilet and go to... How do you sit down on something without looking at it first? I do that. I think I've done you that You just sit all willy-nilly. I've had a bad problem because I've also gone places and then there's no toilet paper. Yeah, you could sit yeah, and bird that poop that way. Oh, Jeez. Yeah. So, I hope it didn't happen in my bathroom. No, no. Um, but, no. yes, I, I rush in to poop. I have to poop real bad. There's only one bathroom option. My house only had one bathroom. I go in, I lift the lid, and there is poop there. It's got water and poop all over it, and it's coiling and yeah. flopping everywhere. Uh, and uh, we discovered that Puke had pooped in the bathroom and just left it for me for later to discover. Yeah, that happened. Yep. That is, he didn't mean I didn't to do it. That. Yeah, it's, I did. <laughs> I smeared it on the walls and on the mirror. This is sounding I, I wrote familiar to something. Red rum and us. poop. <laughs> and brown rum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I shit, shit happens. It's happened. But I've never used that toilet downstairs to poop in. I have okay. my own toilet. Yeah, you know me too. So this is this is why it's quite the mystery. Now I do do this things. This is why I think Amazon's onto us. Absent-mindedly, that is a good theory too. But I I just don't see a <laughs> Amazon man. Despite breaking it. Um, no, no. Especially in Butler, we're kind of in the woods. That's a death sentence. Have you had Amazon deliveries? Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. This just became suspect number one, and I will tell you why. I'm hearing lots of stories about Amazon employees being very, very closely monitored, right? So they don't get time for bathroom breaks. They, they, you know about the, the new, like, we'll assemble your furniture for you? Sure. They're being given allotments of time to do these furniture assemblies. Oh, I did like hear you pay about extra, that. It was insane, extra yeah. For, for furniture assembly. So why don't they poop when they're assembling the furniture? Because. Or where they're assembling the furniture. That's the thing. I mean, how it's, often it's is adding that adding to that? It's, they, they are given time allotments to do these furniture assemblies. So if they fall behind, right? It's like the medical system, right? In in a way. In a, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> now... I'm a genius. So the Amazon employee, like, let's say they get 12 minutes to do a furniture assembly, right? It takes it takes them three and a half hours. <laughs> they go, shit. Yeah, they don't, they're not where trying. am I going to make up two hours and 18 minutes? There goes my lunch break. There goes all my breaks. And they, there's, like, pressure on them. So they are also, there's stories of them shitting in bags. Andrew shitting in boxes. Hmm. And Andrew shitting in bags. Two things that Andrew's <laughs> done stuff in. So now this becomes very plausible that there could be an emergency of such a nature that this mm. suddenly seems like. So remember today, Danny and Alice and I were walking to um, get food and I had to pee really bad. So you we're almost walking. ran out into traffic. Yes. So when we're walking <laughs> along, I'm like, I kind of have to pee, but it's fine. But when we're walking back to Double Wide Grill, beautiful place to eat in the South Side, Pittsburgh, South Side Flats. Always good. Uh, sponsor is in the show notes. <laughs> People should get, if you're in Pittsburgh, go to Double Wide Grill. But we're going back there. I got to pee real bad. So I kind of walk out into traffic getting onto the Birmingham Bridge. <laughs> 
like traffic turning on to get to the, onto mm. the Birmingham Bridge. And uh, I turned to them after we make it through this intersection. I said, the number one variable driving my decisions right now is how bad I have to pee. I'm sorry that I endangered us, but <laughs> I really have to pee. Now, if you Multiple. think about you're in that Amazon van and you have to shit so bad. Now, maybe you are like a city person and you don't know that you can shit outdoors. You don't know that you can do <laughs> sure. like a wall squat against a I tree. I think yeah. I would walk into a strange house before I shit outdoors if I was an Amazon delivery man. It's very liberating to shit outdoors against a tree. You do a wall squat well, against a tree. I mean, we have vehicles out here. You could brace yourself between two barely operating vehicles. You've done that out in the out in the out in war, haven't you? No. <laughs> out in no, I've never just like shit. In the in uh, like leaning up against a tree, we made uh, latrines with like pieces of wood or well, porta potties. You spoke about it. I literally had an image of you. Just she was picturing. <laughs> dry it. Can you yeah. dry it? Yeah. I was just really. Let's, imagining you, paint? you dressed in camo boxers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably tidy whities So. This Amazon suspect, Amazon driver is the number one suspect. This is a strong possibility. Yeah, <laughs> strong possibility. This is, I, I'd say, this is the yeah, most likely crazy. thing that happened. The the other factor too. To, to sorry, Alex. Sorry, suspect number two, Alex. <laughs> to point the poo gun inward here, um, I get on long phone calls or meetings and such, and when I do so, I'm always moving, and like, if there's a Zoom meeting. I don't take it on the computer. I take it on my phone so I can have the earbuds in and I can go out for a cigarette or do whatever I want. Or I'm on the phone for a long time and I pace around. I end up all over the place on these calls and meetings. Like I'm realizing I'm walking out of Wi-Fi range. I'm walking somewhere random in the yard sometimes like that. I have no reason, <laughs> no business to be in that part of the yard. I'm just over there on the phone, like staring at the neighbor, making eye contact and having a conversation with somebody who isn't that neighbor. <laughs> Like shit like that happens. So maybe I absentmindedly pooped in that toilet on the phone. And because that is a state of mind where I am not really present, right? I Maybe I got up and, and didn't flush. Why would you not flush? Holy shit. This is like a fucking Sherlock Holmes yeah. book. <laughs> you just said why. The same reason why I didn't look down before I... Just well, abs absent-minded pooping. But I, I have also. an excuse to be absent-minded. My attention's elsewhere. I'll be on the oh, phone. I'm, on muting the phone. Uh, whatever. I might be doing other things I didn't tell you about. Okay. I'll be on the phone with somebody. I'll pee on mute. Mm -hmm. Then I'll unmute because I'll have to go, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? Now, the flush is a big event. Yes. Right? So sometimes I'll just go, if it was oh. just pee, I'll go, Flush you defer the flush. The yep. fl I'll come back to flush. Yes. Mm, that's why you're always going in there to check real quick before I go in. Mm. For a pee. I, I would. This makes sense. Right. I've deferred flushes on, on phone calls. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Wow. Maybe it was me. There is a three-way tie now for suspect number one. So Amazon guy. Amazon guy. Uh, mindless Andrew. Uh, let's put them in alphabetical order. Now okay. It's a tie. Uh, Alex. <laughs> Sinister Alex, who came back from Denver to do this and then left. Alex, yeah. yes. Because it, it was a familiar place to poop. Amazon guy. Andrew. Oh! <laughs> Play that again, please. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I'm so proud of the work that I've done on this show. <laughs> wow. 
Okay. Well. So uh, we want to wrap up this half faster than the first half for sure. So let's get into uh, Danny and Alice's first trip to Pittsburgh. Gotta go. Now, talk. Okay. You go first. So like I said before, I've actually been to Pittsburgh before, but I was working. So I was like pushing a wheelchair and wiping somebody's nose for them and just basically trying not to get run over while pushing a wheelchair. So I didn't <laughs> didn't actually like see much of Pittsburgh. Job. I did see that. Well, I'm a home health aide. Okay. Except we weren't at her home this time. We were in Pittsburgh for her sister's graduation from university. Well, that makes Pitt. sense because otherwise cars would be driving through their house. And that would be bad. Yes, that would be very bad. <laughs> um, and I did see the uh, Cathedral of Learning last time, though. And I'm really glad I got to see it because now you can't go in there. Um, but this time... I actually got to be present and not distracted by my obligations, and um, I was very pleased. It's a very picturesque city. It's very nice. I'm finding, though, that the drivers like to drive on the lines. Nobody stays in the lanes. Instead of in the lines. Nobody's, not even you, Brett. Tell me more about that. Pick a fucking lane. (laughs) Where? Pick pick one. When I switch lanes, I go real smooth. Fold your side mirrors in. If you're scared you're going to bump the cars parked on the side of the street, but don't fucking ride the line. What road were we on? Tell me where I did this. Like multiple places. I want to improve always. At there driving. were there <laughs> were multiple times when I was following you, and your car's tire was an inch over the other side of the dotted line. Sounds like you're a little bit. Oh, you mean the place where we were driving? When, when we were driving, <laughs> you only follow you only followed me one place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, here's the thing. You can do anything here. I mean, you really can. Oh, well, I noticed that people think that. I, I, people were stopping. They just decided to direct three traffic. Years they were to get yelled traffic. at by a cop. Not pulled over, not ticketed, just to have a cop yell at me on foot. It took me three years to find something so ostentatious that a cop would even take note of me here. Oh, is that what you meant by that? I thought you meant that you were being careful. Oh. No. No, it wasn't. No, no this actually, it hasn't been... You have to be pretty heads up when you're driving here because shit changes pretty quickly and roads are narrow. Yes, this creates yeah. a culture yeah. of being aware. Yeah, right. and it creates a culture sure of better drivers. But, okay, so but here's the, the thing: is not the vibe I was getting from the other drivers on the road. But here's the thing: the thing that the th- one of the things that I would have paid attention to back in New England, where you get pulled over for fucking everything, is like yellow line violations, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now. Like in my raised awareness of my surroundings and changing road conditions and, you know, ups and downs and narrow uh, and, you know, tight roads with cars parked on both sides. Like where were we yesterday where that was just, yeah, I mean, even today. Yeah, we saw yeah. some of that today. I, I get it. I'm Now that I think about it, in Ohio, our, everything's flat in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Everything's flat and wide. And mm. so you, no, we drive on the highway. We drive on the highway, and we drive on the highway or whatever, and people are all over. Yes, they're in the lane, but they're all over that lane. Now it's it maybe that's so not it's, what I'm talking about. I don't. I brought the thing up. <laughs> Wait your turn. <laughs> no, the roads do seem narrower here in the city, and so I think maybe people are deviating as much as they would anywhere else. It's just that the lanes are smaller. You have so less space fall, to do it. And but it's definitely. Wait a minute. It, 
pops right out at my attention. We do see a lot That's of people on the phones. That's what they're doing. We do see a lot of this people This is on why the they're wandering all over the street because they have to know what meme their buddy posted on Facebook when they're in the oh, middle yeah. of driving. Oh, you think that's what I'm doing? I'm not doing that. I know that. that's not what you're doing. Okay, maybe Andrew, who would usually not come to my defense on a driving issue, <laughs> might come to my defense on this. This was happening on um, Forbes mm-hmm. as you're going through the final part of uh, the park, that big, long greenway. That comes out in Regent Square. Okay. By the ice cream place. Okay. Right? So the lanes are super tight there. Yeah. Those, and my car is big, and those lanes are narrow. Right? I was watching very so, closely. Because there was one part right when... It, now, the other thing, too, is I was following you, and I was trying to time... I, I was diverting a lot of my attention to watching the lights and driving uh, at a yeah. speed so I wouldn't and I made you follow me through a lot uh, sounds like a lot of excuse yeah. <laughs> none of this is excuse this is process <laughs> I was diverting some of my attention to make sure I didn't run a yellow that you were going to get stuck at mm-hmm. which almost happened anyway because yes. the yellows here are so fucking short mm-hmm. so there was one part where I stopped at a red light right by the end of what is that squirrel shady side the end of shady side on the way into her neighborhood. Yeah. And I said, I'm not driving very well right now. So I was actually aware of that because I knew because the lanes there are super tight and my car is pretty wide. So. Well, when I brought it up, I didn't mean for it to devolve into a, a, a critique of Brett's driving. He did drive us around today and I don't want Thank to. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, and it was fine. What I'm specifically referring to are on the way here, it seemed like right when we crossed the state line into Pennsylvania almost, not even just Pittsburgh, I started seeing people on the highway where the, the lanes are pr- plenty wide. It was just like people were on the line as if it were a, a yes. tram line or something. I was just blown away. Yeah. Yes, just driving along, tire in each lane. Like that's how Multiple you're supposed people. to do it. Multiple people doing it. So I don't know what that means. Interesting. Uh, maybe it's irrelevant. Maybe, who knows? I mean, it is the St. Patrick's Day part two, oh, so maybe. there is that. I, I have noticed this thing, and I'm guilty of this too. I don't think it necessarily affects my driving, but if I'm on the phone in the car, we all have Bluetooth now in our cars, right? Yeah. So you don't need to, it's, it's hands-free. But I do this not only in the car, but with the Bluetooth in the car or with the earbuds in and in the car or just walking around, I'm still holding the phone up in front of my face talking at it even though i have earbuds yeah, in. That's... or the bluetooth is going in the car i'm still holding my phone up in front of my face <laughs> that's really weird it. that's a weird <laughs> yeah. thing like i notice this all the time like when i'm when i go off on a spell like i'm talking to a customer and i'm trying to sound smart or like engage with the call i find myself pacing around with the earbuds in i could have my hands free doing whatever i want yeah and the phone in my pocket Nope, I'm staring at that phone, talking at it. Yeah. Now I do this sometimes at work, just so people know I'm on the phone. Yeah, no that's one's around me. Inefficient. Yeah. That's inefficient. That's... Yeah. If it no is. one's around, that is weird. You could be peeing. Th- you could be shitting. <laughs> I think it's and a human need. you're just need, walking though. around. Yeah, it's like a human need of connection. It's just like a way, like the the device is getting in the way of your connection, and you feel it. Or it's, it's just something to talk at. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, that, that so comes naturally, it. though. Like that's what we want to do. We right, need like to I, have an object to focus on. Yeah, like I, I've gotten Somewhere so to used to a decade thoughts. of talking into a microphone. Like that's right there. It's something to talk into. <laughs> but there's always people here. You've never had to do it by yourself. Which I've is weird. done it alone. Oh, sure, but not almost none of the time. Right. Doing it alone a lot of the time is weird. Just this take one of our weird. extra microphones and carry that around. <laughs> 
You don't have to plug it into anything. It'll just give you something. something to hold it, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That'll give you something to hold on to. But I already have the phone, so why not just hold that? Mm, hold both. And I'm, and I'm still in the same like boat. Like a harmonica. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not, I, I can't say that I've really noticed people hugging the line, but maybe that's because I've been here for four years and I'm used to maybe. it. Maybe I don't know what it is. It just it struck me immediately. Like hmm. once we crossed the state line, people were on the line. Yeah, it's not something know. in particular that I notice more so here than but other it, it does make sense that i've noticed people you know in the downtown area where it's it's tight and yeah you have to do to the things side. people that, right the rules don't, don't protect you but well they don't fine. like they don't have a good enough uh spatial awareness to realize that their car is not going to hit the parked oh, right. cars and they're like they they do have too much of a gap well mm-hmm. no they could put more of a gap because they could be trying to prevent any scenario where somebody steps out in between two well, cars yeah. or doors, flying, doors open. flying open. I feel like they're just dumb and they can't drive. And they don't know. Well, that's part the, of it. But I'm willing know, to how forgive close they can that get sort of thing. Yeah. At least I could wrap my head around. All right. Well, they don't want no, to. The, if they're on the highway. But on the yeah, highway. Like, is this is odd. absurd. Yeah. Hmm. What else? We saw on our way here, we almost saw some crashes. <clears throat> some people were getting wild. <laughs> well, you know, people like to go 90 miles an hour. Well, that's fine too, but just stay in a lane. Well, whatever. Yeah, we, we don't need to that. talk about driving. I delivered pizzas for years. I could bitch about driving all night. What else did we see? Ah, you would be a really cute pizza delivery guy. Aw. <laughs> 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 It was terrible. Nothing like Alice said it changed your driving. It made him like a more angry driver. Which yeah, yeah, I mean, the more you're exposed to the, it does like tax your patience. I'm a jerky, angry, belligerent, stressed, anxious driver now. It was like a a soul crushing experience almost because he used to be everybody's chauffeur. He would drive all of us around, like um, you know, partying. He would be the one to get us from point A to point B. And it was so smooth. It was like, you never even felt the bumps in the road. And, um, I guess I was spoiled being driven everywhere, but, (laughs) but as soon as he started delivering pizzas, it was like, Whipping it around turns, screaming at old ladies. Well, yeah, because the faster he gets, so the faster he gets his tips. Yeah, and you're under pressure. Tips. I deliver pizzas. Under I know pressure. the game. Yeah, under pressure. And this yeah, car started gonna, falling apart. I've seen too much yeah. shit now. I've almost gotten into head-on collisions. I've almost been T-boned. I've had people walking out in front of me with See, children. See, I don't understand why shit. it took that much to make you such... Because I had already totaled three cars by the time <laughs> that you <laughs> yeah. started delivering pizzas. And I'm a chill-as-fuck driver. That's the problem. <laughs> You've t- how many? Maybe that you need to be different. a little more stressed out. No, no, this is different. Wheel. I was a different person then. It's <laughs> well, you need to so appreciate different. what you're operating. But Brett did a fantastic job uh, of leading a lot of this today. Uh, yeah, very and, nice tour guiding. And he did Thank a you wonderful much. job. We've we did this with my aunt and uncle who were visiting from Tampa. I mean, he did a really nice job taking them around, which was a labor of love. It's one of my favorite things to do. I love for I I would drive around. Oh, part time job in a car by myself and just go and get paid for it. Get yourself a steel tower. That color is from rust. (laughs) And he did it with my parents. So I mean, you got to be a little bit tired. So I love it. No, I love it. And didn't I say that to you guys today when you were like? I said all I like to do is drive around. I said it to you too. You said, "Boy, you're always driving me." And I said, "Do you know how lucky I am to have somebody that I like so much to drive around?" I love it. There's no labor. There's yeah. no. La- there's just love. I used to feel that way too. And then the and pizzas then you came. Pizza. <laughs> so I don't think that would be a good part-time job to mm. drive. Because I thought about that. 
Wouldn't it just be wild? It might ruin yeah. yep. it would, driving. It would ruin driving you for you. Making something a job it ruins know, it a thing. It yeah, that's a good point. It fucks it up. Well, uh, so uh, earlier this week, I um, showed Brett a couple of things that he didn't know about. We took him into some government buildings because I know how much he really loves um, <laughs> yeah, Doesn't everybody. And he's just like, honestly, he's just the most political person that I know. Like, Wait. He is the most, like, if you would say anything about this man, he is just so political. What are you <laughs> trying to say? Because I've always, are you, she's it's saying that I, I describe myself as being apolitical, which I think is more accurate. Uh, that's precisely the, I, I, my voice is not that way. I was trying to make it funny. But anyway, so, uh, yeah, he is, uh, he says... He's apolitical, but he's, you're really quite political. Okay, you're just a political man. I'm not. You're the most political man, so you had to go and see the city county building and the Allegheny County Courthouse and the Department, Andrew, of Real Estate. (laughs) Where they have big books worth all the real estate transactions ever. Yeah, I know. in there? Yeah. It's neat. Uh, It's just a shame (laughs) that all this beauty is being wasted on these buildings. Like that county courthouse building is beautiful. Mm, and yeah. nobody wants to be in there. No. And I said, that's what I said. That was my political statement about that place. I said, isn't it sad that this building, this beautiful building exists, that all of this craftsmanship went into? Every single person in here is here against their will. That's just sad. The, the, well, what the, about the, the joke w- is workers? there was not a single person in there. It was pretty empty, which I thought was actually really nice. Yeah, mm. it was super. There was not a the only person there. It was the sheriff, I think. All right. So what other topics do we have? Oh, I just want to mention that uh, last night we had a, a, a pretty ideal Pittsburgh experience at Gooskies. Yes, I loved going back there. Thank you both for taking me back because that was the whole thing is about making me happy. Thank you. <laughs> it was delightful. Uh, we, we played ping pong. Brett beat everybody. Yeah. Right? Pretty the much. entire place. Yeah. <laughs> I was given a nickname, Cigarette Guy. Nice. <laughs> By multiple people? I don't know. I went up to the bar to get a drink, and some girl's like, oh, cigarette guy. I was called Missy by the bartender. Yeah. He was real sweet. I feel like a lot of people smoke in Gooskies. Yes, not but time, I was or? cigarette guy because I was ping-ponging with a cigarette. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You like to do activities and with I had the cigarette. And stop. I had to keep stopping and reaching over people to ash into the ashtray. <laughs> uh, was the point of... Was there like a tournament of ping ponging or kind of became that? Yeah, like no, there the point became was an audience. To make me happy. Oh, okay. With ping pong, well, like we the, had to wait for the ping pong table, and then once it opened, Andrew and I got on it, and then it was people coming up and going. They saw. They was like, "Here's two competent men. Ah, oh. these aren't a bunch of drunks." It's like around. it's like in the movie when the the two chess masters are in the park and people start to gather around and they yeah. watch, and, and then they say, "I want the winner." Yeah. Oh, and and you know what? There were. Alice, you like chess. Mm-hmm. In this crazy place, there were a couple people playing chess in the midst of it all. There was a whole chess board. <laughs> For real. Uh, we should go. And Sounds like fun. A yeah. punk bar with a chess board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pretty crazy. Check it out one day. Interesting. Uh, last week, Andrew said, is this going to be the last show in this house? And the, the answer is uh, no. Because we're still in it. Closing was pushed back to the end of the month, so we'll see what happens. There we go. I got that out. Okay. <laughs> Well, so good thing you didn't leave the house before you found the shit. Sorry, uh, Danny. Sorry. At least one more? There's <laughs> definitely probably going to be more than this. I was just saying it's a good thing you guys didn't leave before there was a shit found in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One last don't, shit story. Right. Don't want to miss that gold Don't there. worry. I'll make up for it next week. 
I think I might have interrupted you, Andrew, though. You were talking about last night. No, I was just saying it was it was fun. Yeah. It, it got very fun. communal. Like people I don't know, that's a place where like everybody is knows your name. <laughs> no, because you're just referred to as <laughs> yeah, cigarette. Oh, nobody yeah, knows your name and nobody cares. They yeah. have no idea and they don't give a it's shit. It's a place where sometimes you want to go where nobody knows your name. Ah, and point. but everyone is friendly. Yeah. And everyone is like I don't know, it's like a really nice vibe. Like you have people completely opposite one another in this place. Yeah. And it is a it's a punk rock place, but not everybody's punk rock in there. I don't know. Like everyone's cool. And if you've Always. got game, you can have a girlfriend there in nine minutes. Like our friend Drew Sample, who's got mad <laughs> yeah. game. Mad game. We learned all about game last night. Thank you, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, I knew about it. But uh, okay, yeah, I didn't I've been it, watching like, Drew Sample. Yeah, I've been watching Drew Sample for years. <laughs> we went in there. We must have told that story on the show. When we went into, it was me, Andrew, Alex, and Drew. Drew Sample was walking out of there with a girlfriend, holding hands with a woman. <laughs> That's not after a girlfriend. Ten, after 10 minutes. It, it was very girlfriend-esque. Like they, their relationship had gone through several phases already until she saw us and they finally reached like distrust or it was, no, it might have been like, I don't accept your friends. Yeah. Mm. Something like everything's going great. We came between them. But I don't <laughs> like your friends and it's becoming, a, it, it, as, as much trust as we've built, as much familiarity as we built, there's just something about your friends that's kind of like a deal breaker. And <laughs> Drew's putting. relationship ended right there. He lost his girlfriend because she wouldn't get into the car with us. Yeah, she it's didn't so love him enough to get into a car with uh, three other complete strangers. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> but it was a great place, and I, it really just feels like normal life there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I Always, really like that. every time. It was great to play uh, ping pong. It feels have, like, like all the way back in 2019. Yeah, and have a bunch of people watch you play ping pong was very cool. Uh, and it's dark and it's dirty in there, but it's it's nice. It feels There's graffiti all over the wall, like shit tons and of graffiti. And I don't smoke or drink, so it doesn't seem like it'd be a good place for me. And man, if that ping pong table wasn't in there, I don't, I don't know. I don't mm. think I'd like it. But you diverted all your attention to the ping pong, right? That but, was, I was just going to say what you just said. But also the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. the, the atmosphere I really do like. The music is good. The people are, it's very friendly. It's like if you're in there, you belong there. Hmm. Vaping counts as smoking. It, it's not smoke. It's smoking. <laughs> <laughs> it, in that they're both okay in there and not other places. Yeah, That's one of the ways that it counts as smoking. But, you, but they do discriminate against, everyone discriminates against cigars, I guess. So You can't have a cigar in there. You can smoke a cigarette or a vape. I bet you have a, a cigar. You'd be fine. Probably a joint is fine. Really? No, Could you smoke guys? a blunt in there? No. Get I, blunted at the ping pong get table. Get blunted. <laughs> I'm sorry. You you smell it everywhere these days. Why yeah. Why yeah. you be able to do it? Do you think anybody would say anything? Like I don't that? know because no I was at a show, a pretty similar place, like a dingy punk place in Cleveland. And um, I was at a show where everybody was lighting up. Like there was just smoke filling the ceiling of the room. And I lit a joint and they, and they kicked me out. Are you serious? Yes. No wonder you asked this question. I was underage though. I had the bracelet on. Okay, that's a big oh, that could deal. Be a duh. That's a <laughs> <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, everybody else is smoking in here. Why can't I? And then I was like, oh yeah. On that note. We got anything else? Moore is going to develop with this Mickey, Nicki Minaj story. Well, oh, I have no idea. You guys Nick. are talking about a bunch Minaj. of celebrities. Swollen balls. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
We've covered a lot today. We got the uh, caravan of cockmongers after our kids, including Alan, <laughs> Alan Dershowitz. <laughs> that we covered that. We covered yeah. the COVID vaccine. We covered my dumbass job. We've really been through a lot. Oh, and the shit. I mean, who could forget about the mis- <laughs> the caper of the caper and the crapper? Good lord, phantom shitter. This is great. The poopetrator. <laughs> yes. Ah, very nice. Who could it have been? <laughs> you guys are good at trying to name the show. <laughs> um, that was like a real run right there. Nicki Minaj this week made one of the most sensible statements to her 22 million Twitter followers that maybe anybody has made on Twitter in in a week. Maybe it was the most sensible statement of the week, period, where she said, yeah, uh, they want us to get vaccinated to go to this Met thing, but I'm not getting vaccinated to go to some event. So I'm still doing my own research, and I'll do it when I'm ready. That was basically her statement. Then, like the same day, she says, my cousin in Trinidad had a friend who took the vaccine and his balls swole up and he became impotent and then his girlfriend called off their wedding. What a bitch. Yeah. You could probably pull these tweets. We could read them. I'm trying. But it's like, this doesn't make any sense. Or does it make perfect sense that this woman who has a very carefully managed public profile would say this one thing and then this other thing that could then be tied together like the most sensible statement about this issue and then some batshit crazy statement about this issue. I don't see how that's so crazy. The way the perception my, that it's an anecdote. First of all, it's a total anecdote that my cousin's friend in Trinidad. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. So that's not a that's okay. not a medical study. Right. <laughs> Said that his balls got swollen and then his fiance called off their wedding. Okay. And now he's in. So just a crazy, very disjointed kind of statement. Okay. Why would she follow the most sensible statement with the most ridiculous statement within a very short window of time, then giving everybody the opportunity to say, uh, look what this crazy woman said, and flush the sensible statement down with this, which is, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because oh, his friend got it and became imminent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl caught off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. So she's talking about one of the anecdotes that came in her life that gave her some hesitation. It's a personal story. I think a lot of us probably have stories like that. Right. But this has the magic ingredient, which is balls. Right? <laughs> if they're swollen, even better. How big are they? We want to know. At least she said testicles and not balls. She said testicles. Okay. Mm. But everybody is talking balls. Everyone's saying balls. Everyone's saying balls, nuts. Yeah. They're really, I don't understand, balls, they're more like... People are outraged at this young lady. (laughs) Right. She's being given the, uh, what's his name, Larry Elder treatment. She's, you know, like you mentioned earlier with him. She's like the black face of white supremacy. She's like the black face of white supremacy. (laughs) I heard some bitch on TV uh, talking about, you know... Nicki Minaj is really misusing her platform. I mean, she's got however many hundreds of millions of people, and it's her her responsibility Mm, to tell these people that they ought to get vaccinated. It was Joy Reid who sucks. It was on MSNBC. mm -hmm, She basically accused her of, like, betraying the black community. Right. You're getting black people killed. Right. Right. So... 
<sighs> it is an interesting event. It is a curious event that these two quotes came from the same woman. One is sensible, one is this, Can you and it allows a sensible statement to be tarred as the same ramblings as this. So I'm just curious hmm. about what's going on. Hmm. That is not a conclusion. It's just me expressing curiosity about it. And I've not heard anybody else say that. I have not either. And I think uh, you raise a really interesting point. We all know about the old turd in the punch bowl. <laughs> it's, it works. You know, if you want to discredit something, just add a little bit of crazy to it. Yep. Alex Jones is a great example of hey. this. Hey. <laughs> David Icke. Right. David yeah, Icke is the, the ultimate people, yeah. turd in the punch bowl. Who Alex Jones literally called a turd in the punch bowl back in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, there's a video somewhere. Find it. <laughs> Someone should find it. But what about the sensible one? What about the... Did you find that one? No, I don't know what to look for. Uh, maybe she deleted the sensible one. Wouldn't that... But this is like the one that all the attention has gone... There is the other gone. side. What's the sensible one I'm looking for? Uh, it's something like... Was it before this one? Met, uh, met va Nicki Minaj tweet, met, M-E-T, vaccine, met gala. <laughs> this is us waiting for the tweet. Will we find it? Is it still on the internet? It's not coming up. Oh, all right. Well, guys? yeah, who needs it now? We've got this one about balls. Right. So we got a man left at the altar with a big old bulge swelling up his, his tuxy pants. Crying and, but then there's the other side of the equation is now people who, probably a month ago, were accusing this person of being a Satanist, of sexualizing children and whatnot. Which I don't know, probably, but uh, suddenly she's on their side now, or they're on her side now. It's oh, just a, you know yeah, politics and bedfellows and all that. Tucker Carlson was talking about Nicki Minaj. What did he have to say? He even about said, her? "Hey, if you're the cousin in Trinidad, we want to hear from you." Oh God! Or the cousin's friend in Trinidad. I was like, "Man, these people will fall into any trap." Mm -hmm. You know, they yeah. are so reactive. Cat jumping in a box. Is this the tweet? They want you to get vaccinated for the Met. If I get vaccinated, it won't. It won't for the Met. What? It won't, won't be. be for the Met. Supposed to. But be. she didn't oh. write B. It'll be once I feel I've done enough research. I'm working on that now. In the meantime, my loves, be safe. Wear the mask with two strings that grips your head and face, not that loose one. That's a shitty rhyme. Okay. Um, <laughs> so she thinks masks work. I don't... Which is incorrect. I don't like that anybody is paying any attention to this. We, Nicki Minaj is here for her booty and her her banging beats. Right, but what what's happening here? Not her vaccine recommendation. Where Brett's drawing a line between the sensible tweet and the crazy one about balls, it basically puts people in a Nicki Minaj defense role. I don't. I, I have no interest in defending this person. I don't even know who the fuck she is. Right. Right. Well, that's the trap. That's part of the trap where now Tucker Carlson goes. Oh, I guess I have to defend this woman right. because of this it's first tweet. It's her fucking she said. record so, label that did this. this. Okay, that is a theory, but this also goes back to the uh, Blacksonation. It's a popular talk radio show here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> is this some kind of a trick? That said, here's how you can help by... Now, if you're a publicist, right, or you're a PR person, they come to Nicki Minaj and they say, what we need you to do is, like, 
generate a bunch of conversation mm-hmm. amongst your followers, amongst the, in the black, they probably don't say the black community to black people. Seems very stupid. Urban. Urban. Mm. The urban scene. You know, like we need people talking about this and doing this. So get people talking. That's all we need you to do. Well, right, yeah, that's a really interesting idea. If you want to make an omelet, you got to break eggs. If you want black so people comes, to... Yeah. So bring the vaccine topic up, even if it's in a negative way. Crack that egg, get the word vaccine on their minds and in their mouths. And then a month from now, she can say, well, I've prayed on it and I got the vaccine. And, and in the too. meantime, we can bring black voices of reason, mm-hmm. like Don Lemon from CNN yep. and Joy Reid from MSNBC, in to say, come on, sister. Come on, sister. Yeah, what you let's thinking? Not, let's stop killing our own. No, I don't. I don't agree with any of this. I, mm. It's just a theory. It's I know. I, I disagree with it. All right, what's yours? You have a theory. You have a counter theory. Sure. Um, it could just be the record company felt that they would get more sales. Totally. Either a by generating I buzz. Too. I agree with that. Too. Or I did b that point a minute by ago. seeing right, <laughs> but by seeing this and going, oh shit, we can't take that position. You gotta like we gotta do something here. So yes, mm-hmm. is it they possible? They shit in the punch bowl intentionally. To maybe, I, I, but to no. remind people that there's fucking punch at this party. No, well, all this is going on. Have some punch. Okay, the idea of the record company coming and shitting in the punch bowl to discredit Nicki Minaj—that doesn't do anything for them, right? If they got her to apologize or walk back her statement or something, that would do something for them because now she, in their minds, she's taken the popular position, but. This crazy tweet is not taking the popular position. It's not like they're all of a sudden friendlier to maybe people who they think they're going to get sales from. Instead, they could just be doing this simply to generate buzz because mm-hmm. now how many people are paying attention to Nicki Minaj? Exactly. Now Tucker Carlson's talking. Everyone's right. talking right. about her right now. It, and she's relevant to this really important issue. It could just be a Trump narcissism thing. Like, why yeah. isn't this issue about me? How do I make this issue? This is no one's even talking about me in this issue. Yeah, but I don't know what her demographic is. Like who? Who? What population is really listening to her? Because there is the idea that if it's true, and we know it's true, that um, the majority of Black people have not been vaccinated. Yeah, I don't know who her audience is. People that like terrible music. Right now, I don't know what color they are. (laughs) Oh no, it's all greens and colors. It's just terrible people. Yeah. But so what I mean is it white people buying her music? Is it black people buying her music? If it's black people, if it is, then perhaps she is sort of playing to a demographic here, an audience. If if most of them aren't vaccinated, she's saying, "Well, look, I'm going to reflect your point of view," and then that could later be leveraged in order to get them on board. If you if if you are if the people in charge, whatever whoever they are can look at the, the facts and say, black people aren't getting vaccinated. Let's figure out why. Let's get someone out there to empathize with them, and then we'll work them that way. Mm. I don't know. I'm a conspiracy theorist. Uh, outside of this, have? has she done anything? Like, has she been significant in any way? Maybe she was just the canary in the coal mine for the record company. She's, she's definitely an intriguing figure and has said things like, I have a voice... I have a being in, who lives inside, a boy who lives inside of me really? and tells me to do evil things. She's talked about this, yeah. Um, he had a name and she tried to exercise him, so she's troubled. She's oh one boy. of these troubled Hollywood folks. I mean, maybe she's just a famous person that writes random shit on Twitter. Maybe. 
But there's there's so there's possibly just this is narcissism. Oh, for sure. I mean, how do you get that famous like 22 fucking million people following you on Twitter without being narcissistic? Yeah. Is that a lot compared to other celebrities? Uh, sure. I mean, yeah. 22 million sounds like a lot, but I don't know. It's not like I hear about her popping up in the news all the time. Not that I consume a lot of her. I'm seeking it out. But there are people I hear about on a regular basis. I hear all about Elon Musk's tweets. Yeah. I hear all about Rose McGowan and Marilyn Manson and all that shit. What? Marilyn Manson? Yeah, he got me tooed. Oh, did he? He got un tooed recently. <laughs> they, let him, they let him go. Oh, okay. I didn't hear about that one, but... Yeah, I don't know. Didn't he cut his dick off? Probably. Isn't that what you have to do to get un tooed <laughs> yeah. Probably. Yeah, I guess. Present your severed dick. <laughs> I disavow my penis. Right. I don't know. It's, I it's, guess we'll just have to wait and see. I look at it as this is, you know, somebody who's extremely famous just coming to a conclusion that is unpopular with the, uh, what does Michael Malice call it? The cathedral? Cathedral, yeah. You know? And, you know, the the reason it's such a news story is that, oh, holy shit, this person's like stepping out from the uh, approved message. Bridget in the chat says, she's since gone on to say, quote, look at me being censored. Don't y'all see what's happening? We're no longer allowed to ask questions about stuff. Kind of like, you, you remember when... Uh, what it was one of the other like rap artist ladies that was yelling about where all my taxes going and you know Cardi B Cardi B was yeah that yeah. that made the like news cycle where she was you know she got famous enough and rich enough that then she was like holy shit I have to pay a fuckload of taxes yeah. what the hell's going on but she said where are all my taxes going and then she voted for Bernie Sanders well so, right uh-huh. she also still sorting some things out does like a juggalo whoop <laughs> yeah. to give herself credibility yeah. And she was like the only public celebrity that interviewed Biden during the campaign, which is insane. Yeah, which is very weird. It, that well, because she's they, very gross. Well, because they're on similar mental wavelengths, that's why she, they had them do that. Possible. Well, yeah, and she's uh, extremely popular with a certain demographic that they want to vote Democrat. But anyway, I don't know. I I don't know that there's a conspiracy per se. I feel like it's just. So I'm I'm just saying they're this like now. holy shit. Our our are the people that we want to control in a certain demographic are getting, they're starting to ask questions. So it's not just the Trumpers. This story is developing, mm-hmm. right? So this is what I will say. If over the next month this continues to escalate, right, where she's like um, firing back at these people in who are criticizing her on Twitter and this just keeps getting more and more heated and then let's say early October, she goes, oh, you know what? I am getting vaccinated. mm yeah, maybe. I learned what I need to learn. I'm doing it. That's what I'm then saying. That, that's what suspicious. didn't happen with the follow-up right. tweet. Like, if right. the record company intervened and wanted them to do what's best for them, I don't think... I, I think it would have been that right. nearly immediately. Yeah. I think we have some hungry folks here. We do. And the show. Show's over. Uh, oh, that counts as a show! Thank you guys for coming out to Pittsburgh. Absolutely. It's been fun hanging out. Up, man. And the story uh, of nowhere. Storyofnowhere.com. Oh, that's right. Plug your shit. Story of nowhere. That's Sauteed the book. kale on Instagram. That's her thing. All right, everybody, have a good night. Bye. There's a park in this city where I used to go. Now it's covered with fences and cops and lap posts. And I never go back, even if it was the same. But it kills me to know that it changed. There's these kids who have dreams, and these dreams that still grow. 
Play these days again 